three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it there. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Alright. Welcome in. Mike Rutherford Show, Tuesday, April 19th. It's the only Louisville-focused sports radio show in this market. <laughs> Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Don't fact-check that. It might be the only sports radio show in this market. Who knows? We're rolling from 3 to 5.30 today. We're rolling out a little bit early today because we've got Louisville Bats coverage coming your way. Bats, by the way, uh, were defeated last night once again. 3-10, and 10, I believe, is the record now with the Mike Rutherford voiceover narration for the intro video so uh yeah, they have more wins than the reds look at what i say yesterday this is a reds free zone i know we like to talk we kind of dance around reds talk or blue jays talk or lions talk or our other fandom talk at the beginning of the show sometimes i can't deal with the reds right now i'm not going to do it so i'm not going to i'm not taking comments at this time about the cincinnati reds i'm not ready for it mentally figuratively literally in any way shape or form uh we have things to get to today that actually involve sports some things that don't really involve sports so much which i know some people like some people don't but whatever it's gonna happen we've got trevor kelsey here as always follow him on twitter at trevor kelsey um i just i glanced the text line as i tend to do right before the show starts just to see and i always get a glimpse of like the last four texts from krc did walker and roush forget scoot's birthday because the text line seems to be indicating that this is the case it's scoot's birthday I believe okay, it. Okay, if that's the case, Facebook failed me because I looked at the birthday notices earlier. Because one of my favorite, sadly, one of my favorite things to do now when I get up is look at my memory thing on Facebook. I like it too. And I don't, I don't want anything from Facebook. Like today, like my Instagram memories like today, 15 years ago, I said, can't wait to get my Michael Bush Eagles jersey when we draft him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, we passed on Michael Bush and took Tony Hunt, the running back out of Penn State, which lasted like six games. Oh. I kept calling him Tony Blair for like the first, you know, the first eight hours we had him on our Love roster. Uh, I did not see Sco- and Scoots is on Facebook. Do you have your birthday notice on Facebook? Do I have my my birthday like on my profile? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I would know when your birthday's coming up. Yeah, but I changed like the year because I remember somebody said like well, ten years ago. Well, matter. somebody did because somebody said ten years ago like it could be like a hacking thing, so I just changed it. And I do know that yours is a week from today. It's give or take, yeah. <laughs> oh, is, that a week, is it a week from today? It's the 26th. 
I don't know. <laughs> I thought holidays nineteenth to seventy. Yeah, that'd be right. Yeah, I thought the give or take, but you weren't sure exactly what <laughs> you celebrate multiple birthdays. You're not sure what the official one is. I wasn't exactly sure of the date. If you were correct on that, I wasn't sure how to handle that comment. Yeah, yeah. Do you a have, week do from you have a giant thing of jelly beans or something in there. Uh, yeah, there's like a they're from Paul's. They're like little bunny gummy candies. Okay, they're delicious. Continue. You can have. Some. I was distracted. Slightly. It happens. I, I knew you were going <laughs> to see them at some point. <laughs> I tried to hide them from your view as much as possible just oh, because I, I knew that this very scenario was going to play out. But <laughs> alas, here we are. I'll trade you a bite of my roast beef. <laughs> Not a joke, by the way, folks. That's six straight days. Trevor has brought Arby's into the studio now. If you're keeping count at home, <laughs> that's a full a full week of radio shows plus one now. We've gone over the, what, the one-week threshold. This is like your Wordle streak. Have you had a Wordle streak this long, as long as your Arby's streak? Uh, Why, what are you no, checking no. right now? You're not focused at all. Because I'm looking, looking at Justin's profile to see when his birthday is. Okay. And it's October 15th. Well, then what's the text line say? I don't know. <laughs> That's what's confused me. I was like, Oh, TJ has clarified. It was National Dingus Day. Oh. He said, God, and we didn't dude. forget, although it sounds like some co-workers of the station did forget. There is actually a National Dingus Day? We acted like we forgot for the first 100 minutes of the show. Classic goof. I think they actually forgot. <laughs> <laughs> More question is why would you know? Happy National Dingus Day Happy to Scooter Dingus. Scoots. He's having he, Scooter Dingus doesn't need his own day. Yeah, he's, he's having, killing it right now. He's having a hell of a week. I used doing well. I mean, granted, he is a Steelers fan, so he's looking wow. forward to a Mitchell Trubisky led team next year. But nobody can have it all. Uh, and to answer your previous question, before I was distracted, I have had longer streaks with Wordle, but not currently since I did not get today's Wordle. So your RB streak is longer than your your Wordle streak. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And my hurdle streak. I've been doing. I try hurdle every night, every day too. You've kept that the, up. The texter said, "It's I, I, if I if I don't get it in the first two notes, I don't know the song. I've learned that though. Mm. Like today's was. I'll give it away. I don't care. It was like an Arctic Monkey song. I'm like I've I know I've known the name, but I couldn't. Yeah, I don't know any of their music. Thankfully, that's okay. We've got uh, we've got Louisville Kentucky baseball yes. tonight. Why is it so early? It's it is five o'clock. I don't know if that was weather related. It's usually like this game. I feel like it was always the later start like it was like 6 30 back in the day it should always be after six o'clock i don't know if that's for tv purposes i don't know if it's on tv tonight i probably should know that oh it's got to be on acc network right you it used to always be on the like or valley fox sports yeah and so that maybe it's not it's a valley's game but now the reds sometimes will bump that but they have two route valley's channels they have Bally Sports Cincinnati. It's so stupid saying Bally Sports. Just Fox Sports was so much easier to say. But they've got Bally Sports South, which is where you could find the Louisville games okay. back during basketball season. And then they have Bally Sports Cincinnati, which is where you find the Reds games these days. South is also, I guess, where you get your Grizzlies games and your Patriots yes. games probably. And the game, you're correct, can be viewed on national television via the ACC Network. So 5 okay. o'clock first pitch. Uh, first game of an eight-game homestand for a Cardinal baseball team that needs to generate some momentum coming off of last weekend's sweep in Tallahassee at the hands of Florida State. They have won nine out of ten games against Kentucky. I believe it. They had an eight-game winning streak going into last year. They split the series, uh, fell to UK 11-7 to in the Lexington meeting. So that would be one loss in six years then, I guess, since what the 2020 season was canceled. We didn't play them in 2020. Correct. Okay, and I think if you go back even farther, like we've, I mean, we've owned this series basically since McDonald got here. Like yeah. there were years when, when he first arrived, and I, like I think it was 2007. Kentucky was number one in the country, and we housed them. It was like 18 to one or something. Like yeah. we've had we've had our way with UK in the series, and it is like as as awesome as that is. Midweek series in baseball are 
a range yeah. because it's a Tuesday game and you're saving your three best pitchers for the weekend. Yeah. So you're not playing like it, it, it's just it, it's a it's a weird little thing. It so is. sometimes it does lend itself to to upsets, but that more times than not has not been the case in the series because Louisville's been the better team and they've kind of had their way in the regular season series. So hopefully that continues tonight. Would love to get that going. Uh, as I mentioned, it's the first of an eight game homestand for this team, which really needs to kind of hit their stride, figure, find some answers to these questions that they've been having over the last couple of weeks. They've got a big series this weekend against NC State. Then they'll play a Western on Tuesdays coming to Jim Patterson. Then three against Clemson, who's always tough. They're going to come in here. And then you go on the road and play Vandy in the annual mm-hmm. Battle of the Barrel game. Vandy's kind of... they down a little bit this year? They're, 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 they're down significantly this year from where they usually are. I mean, so are we at this point, though, but... We are. Uh, but I mean, we're just down in the on the mound, though. I mean, offensively, clearly, we can swing the bats. We, I mean, I mean, we've had out, most of our wins are outscoring everybody. Pretty much. I mean, that's <laughs> and it was kind of the opposite of, of the beginning of the season. Vandy, if you're wondering, down by their standards, twenty five and ten overall. They've got a losing record in the uh, SEC right Ooh, now. It's seven cool. and eight, but still. You know, they're going to be in the NCAA tournament, barring some yeah. horrible end, end of the season. My heart does not go out to them, is what we're trying to say. I suck at Vandy. Yeah, yeah pretty much. We hate Vandy. <laughs> I mean, our biggest rival in the sport. We don't like Vandy. We cheer yeah. against them. That's true. Suck it. So we've got that going on today. We've got, I don't know if you followed any of the, I mean, Portal Madness has, is a thing in and of itself. But the debates surrounding Portal Madness have gotten even more out of control. Ooh, there's a debate. Dick Vitale's tweeting about this. I mean, people are saying it's it's the best thing ever for the sport. People are saying it's the worst thing ever for the sport. There's zero in between, of course, because that's how arguments work in 2022. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. We've got Chris Mack got a – I like the way that Matt Norlander does this. You know, most people will give out coaching grades the year of the you know, – during the cycle – you know, hey, if we'd done this in 2018, Chris Mack probably would have gotten an A from everybody who's doing these types of coaching grades. So Matt Norlander loves to look at these four years after the fact and go back and give some grades with actual information well, to base those grades on. Well, hindsight in your, in your grading system? Well, it, it makes way more sense than right. trying to accurately. It's, it's like draft grades. Yeah. You know, if you go back and look at draft grades from 2016, I'm pretty sure that a lot of them are going to be terrible. <laughs> but I, I like the way that he does it. I think it's interesting to go back and you kind of forget also, who was hired during that cycle? But he gave Chris Mack a grade. Little fans have reacted to it. There's some a little bit of debate there, so we'll talk about all that good stuff, and we'll take texts from you as well, like we always do. Thornton Sex Line, the number 502-414-1450. This is your show as well. We want to hear from you guys. We want to interact with you. Text us your thoughts, your questions, comments, your concerns, your show topic ideas, all of that good stuff coming on in on the Thornton Sex Line. And after you're done doing that. Download that Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. It's going to save you money at the pump every time you need to fuel up, and you've never needed to save money at the pump more than you do right now. Before we get to any of that stuff that I just laid out, at the end of yesterday's show, (laughs) we brought up the ringer's list of the 50 best romantic comedies of all time. Playing fast and loose with that term. And I've said, you know, I, I said at the time, you know, if you're a casual fan of the show, you turn it on for, for 20 minutes, you're probably thinking, man, these are the manliest men I've ever heard in my entire life. These are grade A alphas. We eat nothing but uh, stew so thick you have to use a fork. I can only assume during their four-minute breaks that they're just doing push-up contests and you know, benching and, and squatting and doing everything that manly men do. I sound like Macho Man when we go to break. Look, you make the time. <laughs> You make the time to get your workout in. That's what they say. That's what I say. It's what we've both said. Yeah. But the reality is, you and I both love a good rom com, uh, a good my, romantic comedy. It's probably my favorite genre. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but 
Well, it well, is. Fine for you. I'm not yeah. judging. So, hey, I have a soft side. The Ringer had a list of the 50 best rom- romantic comedies of all time, and not shockingly, we had thoughts on that list. And my favorite rom-com was number six on the list, Notting Hill. I don't think mine made the list, right? <laughs> what was your... Well, I... I, I told you after the show because it, it clur- occurred to me that a Princess Bride. Oh yeah, you said Princess. Well, that that should be number one. Now that's not my personal number one. I still don't really. I mean, my personal number one probably is on the list because it's chasing Amy, and I don't know if it's Princess Bride was on the list. By the way, it should be. It should be number it should, nineteen. It should be number one. There's really no arguing that chasing uh, Amy not on the list. <laughs> yes, I don't think it would be because I don't know. I guess they don't find the romantic the romantic side in a, a dude trying to make a lesbian fall in love with him. Is it, uh, you know. Not a traditional rom com. No, a little hey, dark for a rom com. What, 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 when have I ever been one to be traditional? I guess fair point. Outside of sports, fair. So number six on the list was Notting Hill. Yes, I love it. It's your favorite, right? It's my favorite. Yeah. I, when I think rom coms, I think Notting Hill. You had never seen it, and you no. said last night, "I'm gonna go home and watch it." I you, did. a man of your word, yes, I did. Went home and watched it, and now I need to hear your thoughts because I'm. I'm I'm on pins and needles here. <laughs> For my approval? Yes. Well, I just, I just want to know what you thought. Um, I like it. Was, it was good. It oh, was boy. Fine. I, don't, I don't like that tone. Your, um, voice, your voice went up slightly. <laughs> that means no, you're lying. No, no, no I didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, one, I have an issue with calling it a rom-com because I think it lacked a lot of the com part. Um, light on the com, very, very light on the com. I wouldn't uh, say very light. It has its moments. I mean, short of Nigel Guff's character, which is the the the, it's just there for comic relief. Uh, he's hilarious. He's he's he, he makes me giggle. Um, other than that, I just I mean, it was it was fine. I'm man. I guess for one, I'm not a huge Hugh Grant fan to begin with. I never really was. I'm not really either. And outside of Pretty Woman, I've never really been a big julia roberts fan either um i like her in this i mean i did obviously when the line came up i'm just a girl standing from boy i was like oh, i know that line i've heard, I've heard that even though i've never seen the movie that line rang rang a bell immediately in my head did you cry i, I, I was already crying of course <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> the tears started showing up uh you know as soon as you know she she did him wrong the first time and i think a texter sent this in yeah she deserve him no not even close yeah She's kind of evil. I mean, I but felt, he loves her. I don't care. I felt bad for you. And and the, and the thing that you, he was a little just over too nice to me. Like it was almost like nauseatingly nice how his character was. Like I could you're gonna criticize him for being too nice. Yes, like dude, grow a little bit of a spine, man. He's too nice. Tell her to hit the curb. Well, he did. No, he came running back both times. The readers of Horse and Hound. <laughs> One of the better parts, yeah. It's a great part. <laughs> Were there any horses in the film? It was in space. They're okay. <laughs> the readers of Horse Now will be delighted to hear that. I mean, but it just yeah. I, I was I wanted to be like, Hugh, come on, man. Make her I know I guess you did have you did leave the, the movie set, not to be a spoiler for anybody, but I mean If we're spoiling Notting Hill for anybody, like, from I'm just imagining somebody who's driving around like no 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 <laughs> Hit the off button, honey, turn the radio <laughs> take shit <channel> now <laughs> Disconnect Bluetooth. They came together oh damn <laughs> I mean it's a two hour movie. I can see where someone's watching it in sections, maybe. Uh yeah. I mean I just I wouldn't have put it in my top ten still. I'm curious why it's like when I finished watching it, I thought that's his number one. Romantic comedy. I was like, there's got to be like a 
It's got to be like a, a, a reason for that, like a sentimental reason. Did you see go to it on a, on a date with someone you liked? or No. You just, for some reason, 19-year-old, well, I guess you weren't 19. How old were you when that movie came out? You'd have been about 13, maybe? Uh, yeah, 13. I was like I seventh was 19, grade. Seventh grade, it came out in 99. So. I feel like I saw it around that time, too. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, it was okay. I, I mean, the, the same, Richard Curtis wrote it, the same guy who did uh, Love Actually, which I also like. Yeah, I never, I've never watched Love Actually, either. He did, more recently, I think you probably saw this movie, yesterday, the Beatles movie. Uh, uh, guy wakes up nobody else from the world remembers oh the yeah, yeah he did that yeah that could make sense i like that movie that was a movie because it was just different he did I, the bridget I, jones I, ones what i did not like yeah he does have a, a he does like the british thing doesn't he well he is british so oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was one perk of the movie i do i i have a i have a fetish for british like slang is, that, is, is fetish the right term to use? No, and we've we've we've, <laughs> we've said this before. This, this is one of those this is one of those Trevor uh, dictionary topics that we have covered multiple times. No, you, you're not using that correctly. <laughs> let's go with when when you think you want to use the word fetish. Let's go with affinity. That's what we're going to replace that. But word. doesn't that mean like forever and ever? Hmm. Doesn't that mean forever and ever? Affinity just means you have a you like it. I thought that was like when you said like you know time. That's infinity. Oh my, okay, <laughs> that's clear. Affinity. I still don't hear the difference like Ryan and Ryan, but okay. Um. Fetish is sexual in nature. So I am using the word right. No. <laughs> well, can continue. Okay. I like British slang. You, I, 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 you enjoy the lingo. I do enjoy the lingo. You want to bang it? That was, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind hearing it in in the process. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, that, that's on me. <laughs> yeah. See, open that door. That's on me. Yeah. There you go. You should know better. Can't make those jokes. Yeah, you've learned better. Yeah. <laughs> Use some discretion. I mean, but so yeah, I like you know, but bloody hell, and like just just so that that is that is definitely a plus for me. I enjoy the lingo as well. I really loved when I went to Ireland, like the Irish lingo. The accents is great. Oh, I love the accents. Fanta- it's fantastic on its own. But the, the lingo. So we fly into Dublin, and I, you'll like this because it is just like the movies. Very rainy in Ireland. <laughs> Not just the thing that they put on for the, you know the West when they do their People films. People walking around drinking Guinness. <laughs> they would like Guinness over there. It's, it it's very prevalent. But we go to, you, you fly in, everybody is renting a car. So you go to the the little tiny ass rent a car place. It's pouring rain. I mean, this it is a monsoon, and the lines are just it's madness in there. And so we get this poor girl who's I mean probably like twenty two, twenty three years old, and you can she's doing her best. She's running out there trying to figure out the cars, and she comes back and she's just soaked. And she's like, "Oh, I'm quite swimmed." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I've been here for five minutes. I already love this place." I was like, yeah. "I was like, I'm gonna start talking like all these people. I, I mean, love this." I completely understand why Ross fell for Emily. Like that's I get it. That's the, the accent. Yeah, the accent's great. I would, yeah. So overall, great. I could um for Notting Hill. Yes. At least have it above a C plus. If 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 you do like rom, I mean, because some people have different tastes. If you do, are you if you are a fan of romantic comedies, I would say you would. I would recommend it, and would give it probably a, a B borderline B plus. Okay, I like that. I'm fine with that fine with that it was it was it was much more it was probably 75 percent romantic 25 percent comedy i like it a little bit more even in the middle of my uh d- divide but that's fine i, I mean I, yeah. I get that i just thought the i like the 
the sweet moments in the film, I think, outweigh the the parts that make me cringe, which are, like you said, him being kind of a, a B and putting up with way too much yeah, from the Julia Roberts from Anna. Yeah. But I do like like the when they go to the restaurant, the failed restaurant, and like it's him and the family members, and they're they're sharing their stories of like the you know who deserves the last brownie. Well, that was slightly the, depressing. It man. is, but it's a sweet moment. But it's it, <laughs> that's sweet. It's character development. It was it was it's co- good dialogue. Slightly comical when she tried to act like she had a sob story, and they're just like no. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I thought it was good. Like, I, I, I think it's well written. I enjoy I mean, it. I don't know. I don't mean. Do you really need to talk about like, oh, I'm, I'm in a wheelchair and we'll never have kids? Like, give the poor girl a brownie. Give her a baby for God's sakes. I mean, well, yeah, but it's it's adding backstory. Like, she's, otherwise, if you don't have that information, she's just a woman in a wheelchair who has more questions than answers about well, the that's character. That's all I need. Well. <laughs> Look, she's a minor character. I don't need to know her. You're backstory. a simple man. I'm sorry, Notting Hill might not be for you, and I take it back. I I hate the fact that I even recommended it. Uh, Done. You do. I think you do. You you do favor the the man you just named as the writer because you seem to like a lot of his films, don't you? I mean, the the ones that I named, like I don't like the British, the British, well, British not, Jones. Hey, listen, I love Kevin Smith and everything, he's, but I I can't stand his like his most recent like horror flicks he's been doing. He also did like the Mr. Bean movies, and I don't, I have no. <laughs> do not not a mr bean not fan my at all yeah, it's not, not me at yeah. all i'm not i can handle a little slapstick but beans are a little over the top usually for me texture says and this is a brilliant idea please create and publish a tk dictionary or a tk calendar with a different word in each week of the month <laughs> i want one of those rip away calendars with like a trevor quote slash made up word slash wrong definition of a word yeah, about time i get paid for these things yeah we should i mean i'm giving away for free daily on here and trust me with, like, with my contract with the station it is literally giving away for free it's like fetish <laughs> liking something <laughs> unst <laughs> a short term for unbeknownst apparently well you know like Kevin affinity said. a um, limitless number less word more time <laughs> I, it would that is a brilliant mike rutherford trevor tk word a day calendar is a brilliant idea for 2023 we've got eight months to get there there's no way that we don't get at least 365 of these between now and then oh, we've already got probably at least 70 <laughs> if we that went was, back and it'd be a lot of work to go back and listen to some of these shows. i don't even sometimes i guess i'm giving you something i didn't even realize i did dua lupa <laughs> no that's, that's the musician with delton john it's not her name it's dua lipa close enough i just like yesterday with the guy was like just let that go i'm like well you know you can't you can't address them all Sometimes you just got to let them float by. Hey, if you're going by De Lupa or whatever, and you, you, somebody mispronounces your name, don't feel, feel bad, all right? Come on. It's not like you're Diane. Pegram, former UFL assistant <laughs> slash interim head coach. I don't forget the meth head guy. <laughs> Texas imagining, now I'm, I'm now imagining TK telling his girl, please say cheerio, old chap, to me while we're in bed. <laughs> Why would you be imagining that? That's more, that's more on you than it is him. Uh, I don't know if I'd say cheerio, but uh, yeah. Texture just says wanker. <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? I would guess so. We're using slang. Okay, because I've always wanted to use that slang term more often. And I've been told I wasn't allowed, that, that was like not cool in America. Well, I just did it. I know. <laughs> Texture says Trevor is almost 50 and didn't know what fetish, fetish and infinity meant. You're not almost 50. That's, that's stretching first, your age a little bit. First of all, 42. Yeah, well, about to be 42. That's stretching it. And it, I know what it meant. I just We disagree on the exact definition of it. I don't think you know. <laughs> I don't think that's what happened at all. I don't even know what this means. I don't. I don't know if I can say this. You know what's weird though? I do like. I do like a lot of British stuff, but I never got into Monty Python. That's weird, right? I am the same way. 
like, and like my dad and older brothers were into it and stuff. I and this, I know the text line is going to be like blow up with people. Yeah, because there are parts that I I think are funny, but overall, like I just no, I'm the same way. And they're mostly just the scenes that I've seen, like like the the Black Knight getting the arm and like like and just it's hopping. Just a wound, yeah. It's just a wound. Yeah, like that's like one of the few things that like. I've sat and tried to watch my song, and I just can't do it. I'd rather watch the full Monty. I find that funnier than the full the Monty Python. And I didn't like the full Monty that much either. Yeah, I, I liked it, moments. but I didn't care. But like, yeah, we watched because my dad always well, kind of watched Monty Python growing up, and my brothers had watched it a little bit. And, and I would, you know, I was a kid, so I was like, yeah, I don't yeah. think that's that funny. We watched my freshman English class, uh, English class at Trinity, and you know, it's, really, it's AP English. It's you know, me and a bunch of other nerds, and like, I mean, the other nerds are just losing it. And all this stuff, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is uh, no, like, I, I'm. This is not hitting me at all. Like, we are the knights who say neep, and I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah. Why would you watch kind of British funny? comedy in an English class? I don't remember. We we <laughs> were in <laughs> a Catholic religious English class. I don't know. We, I mean, we were Julius Caesar. I don't. Know. I'm just kidding. I mean, at least I took psychiatry in class at Wagner. I got to watch one of Louis Cuckoo's Nest, which, by the way, maybe top ten movie for me of all time as well. Great movie, awesome movie. I just yeah I, you, yeah I agree I think where you, when you talk about Monty Python there is like a no in between you're the, you love or you don't like and the ones who love it get very offended when you say you don't like it I'm with I, for sure I speaking of like when we were doing the Julius Caesar stuff like I, I say this as if I have this like very highbrow sense of humor like Monty Python's beneath me like during that same class I remember I played we were reading the play and I was the character Publius. And I said pubius every time, and <laughs> like just to get a laugh, like and, that and, one for me. And I laughed at myself every <laughs> single time. So no, it was it, it's more. If you like Monty Python, and you're judging me right now, it's probably more me than it is you. You're probably right. No, you you have a very sophomore sense of humor, like I do. I do. You appreciate a good uh, Richard and Fark joke, like as much as anybody. Most of the time, yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Texas, we need to invent a Trevor bingo game for the week. Trevor misuses a word. Trevor recommends a movie. Trevor, Trevor interrupts Mike as the free space. You'd hit, you'd get, I don't do that. You'd get, you'd get bingo every single day. It's like Blue Jays reference. 80s movie that no one's ever heard of. Oh, just because you haven't heard of it doesn't mean no one's heard of it. The text line's got my back on that one. Most 80s movie that like 90% of the text line hasn't heard of. <laughs> Just because you haven't seen Beverly Hills Cop. I'm not Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> I'm very aware of Beverly Hills Cop. I just haven't watched it. But like, I'm talking about when you're like, oh, it's a, he actually did um, Moonlight over Louisville City. And like, it's like that's a movie? <laughs> <I'm> a Moonstruck? <laughs> no. Texas, I was a big fan Moonlight. of Marvel's Affinity War movies. <laughs> that's what I thought you were, were saying. <laughs> Texas for the calendar. January. Unst. Unst to me, I failed my New Year's resolution because I didn't know the New Year started. Uh. <laughs> Texas says, quick check. Quick check-in. Trevor, what letter does pterodactyl start with? Oh, it's, it's, not, it's not a T. Pterodactyl starts with a P. It does. He's, you see, at least you digest information. We've, yeah. we've taught you that. You have not same, learned. Same with pneumonia. You you got the P part right. You did not get the fact that it's not pterodactyl, though, when you said it there. It's pterodactyl. It depends what part of Kentucky you go to. No, it, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Is it? Does it have a U-L at the end? Y-L. T-Y-L. Pterodactyl. Well, that could be pterodactyl. It really couldn't. 
YL Silent. Really, <laughs> there's the RYL Silent. Really, really good. Uh, Texas, my favorite part of Notting Hill is the Oopsie Daisy scene. It, yeah, yeah, it was okay. Come on, Texas, look up. No, I didn't like that one as much because I say Oopsie Daisy. Oopsie Daisy. I don't see where that was like insulting. Like I, I say it too. Well, just because you said once again, <laughs> get yourself out of your own shoes. Not many people say "Oopsie Daisy." Well, they should. It's a fun, not in their forties. It's 40s. a fun phrase. <laughs> I can't. I don't know if I can say this, but uh, Texter has recommended a Monty Python clip. I will look it up, uh, sir or madam. Thanks. I do like John Lithgow, though. Okay, he's in Monty Python, right? I don't know. <laughs> Texas, if any woman tells me I'm quite swimmed, my needle is definitely moving. <laughs> yeah. What a start. What a, what a start here. Uh, when we, Texas says, Trevor, now spell pterodactyl. No, we, no, no, we're not doing that. I mean, she gets mad and drops a bloody hell. Oh, bloody hell. I mean, I might just be like, I forgive you, baby. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean. All right. Let's. let's. <laughs> Let's take, a break. Let's, take a, let's take a break. Let's take a <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, Chris Mack's grade on this coaching search. Uh, I guess coaching higher grades article from Matt Norlander. People have differing opinions. We'll get into that. Also, a little bit on the transfer portal and the resulting madness when it comes to not just the the portal overall and the players who are entering it, but the debate about. I guess whether or not it benefits college basketball. We'll talk about that and take more of your text at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Tuesday on 1450 and 961-TheBigX. This is the easiest theme in the history of the show to pick up on. Ah, but it's the songs that are a little un- less subtle than what will be tomorrow if we have a show. <laughs> okay, 420 Eve, Trevor's already out in full force. He's wearing his uh, leaf shirt. <laughs> hey, it's legal in Canada. I'm just joking. <laughs> Go Canucks. It's super t- yeah, I mean, the first one was not subtle at all. What are you talking about? It's past the duchy. To the left-hand side. I mean, everybody knows what that is. But the duchy is, is a food bowl. Last Dance with Mary Jane, everybody knows what that is, too. I didn't, I didn't, it was on, I didn't say it was too much on the note. I mean, how many songs are, like, like besides, like, Afro Man? <laughs> well, that that's a little on the nose. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> besides Afro Man, I think every song about marijuana is at least somewhat subtle. Like, I'm going to tell that to Cypress Hill. <laughs> I mean... I don't understand that reference. You don't know who Cypress Hill is? I know who they are. I don't yeah. know. Any song they've ever done? Pretty I mean, much, no. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Okay. It's not big into them. They're not, they're not very subtle either. They're, they're, they're about, about on the nose as much more than Afro Man Just is. like Afro Man. But, but, but past the Dutchie, actually, they had to change the lyrics to Dutchie because that's, those are kids singing. And they're like, well, maybe we shouldn't. Oh. That's why it's a remake. The original is past the, the doobie. Oh. And they were like, these kids should maybe be singing that. So they taught it to Dutchie. Which is like a food bowl. I got you. Yeah. I see. Um, do you see just a, a bad day for Duke news? Oh no! Duke has no plans in place to provide the nearly six thousand dollars a year that is NCAA permissible academic compensation for its athletes. 
because they <laughs> they want to be students first. They don't. They're not going to reward them. For I'm surprised they're financial. not pulling out the. Well, if we had more ticket sales for our arena, we'd be able to afford this. But we only get old, you know. Grow up and expand. Yeah, make Cameron pay. Half half of our stadium is filled with student tickets, so we don't get paid for those. I also saw that th- you know this morning I made what I thought was a very obvious joke because uh, Michael Savarino, walk on who is the grandson of Mike Shashevsky, who got in trouble in the car, right? Which is the only thing that anybody ever knows about him. He got uh, you know arrested for DWI with Paolo Bancaro in his car. <laughs> We got to do you after sitting in the passenger seat? I mean, well, he because <laughs> I think Severino definitely took the fall there. Which yeah, but then like two months later, they gave him like the the academic achievement award, like the you're the best student in the Duke basketball team award, and announced it's like, well, okay, but he has entered the transfer portal. Oh, oh wow, I'm sure they're peating down the phone on that one. You know what this means, though. Oh, uh, a very clear and apparent oh yeah rift between the Shashevsky era and the Shire era. They're cutting Coach K out. He's Completely. out. The brotherhood is dead. It's done. They're taking his name off the, the floor out here. Shire's just changing everything. He wants Coach K erased. He wants yeah. to build his own legacy. He's talking about the, the National Championship Duke history. He only mentions Billy Foster. <laughs> it's Bill E, by the way. So I made, that, I made that joke when the, the news came out. Is this the same grandson who was doing the emoji commercial a couple years ago? No idea. <laughs> Do you remember that commercial, though, right? Yes. Where he's texting with... Like R.J. Barrett, I think so. I think that's what like it was. That, no, yeah. it wasn't R.J. Barrett. No, it was, it was, was earlier. Like, this it was, was like, like 2015. Yeah, this was even earlier. Now, I think those commercials like. Yeah, I think it was like Justice Winslow. Probably, yeah. Like 13 or 14 is when it's it came like, in. Justice, what are you texting me about, buddy? <laughs> I think that's. I wonder if that's the same grandson. Justice. Oh wow, he's playing tonight. <laughs> um, but so I made that tweet. Thought it was an obvious joke. Duke fans, much like you know our, our fans, 60 miles to the east of us, don't seem to be able to pick up on what I think is or thought was a very very obvious joke <laughs> you weren't as subtle as i am with music you don't why don't you find out more about why he's going before you make a stupid tweet like this this kid's about to graduate he'll be a grad student and chose to be one in another place like yeah of course there's not a rift between the season ended like two weeks ago i mean the question i had though is that we, he's not going to play anywhere why would why would why would he leave Grad student or not, wouldn't you just want to stay here and graduate? And, I don't. I, I'm not trying to get in Michael Savarino's head here. I mean, he's not gonna like go anywhere and like literally play. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, does somebody just have a star player with a drinking problem? They want to use him as a fall guy. I mean, what? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Uh, yeah. I well, before I get into this, um, Mac Chris Mac grade from Matt Norlander thing. I only watched one thing last night before I fall asleep, and it was the ESPN had, they teased this all day. I was surprised it didn't get more traction. I didn't see many people talking about it on social media last night, but they had a special on Joe Paterno's legacy 11 years after oh, the really? fact. And the reporter is, it's the Michael Barr guy who did the a lot of the Louisville stuff on, uh, not E60, but what was the behind, but uh, outside the lines. Outside the lines. Thank you. Got it. With, uh, with Shap. Like he was, he was the one who jumped in the cab, the Uber with Andre McGee. And like, oh yeah, Andre can give Like he, it's very much whatever he's involved. Kansas City, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whenever he's involved in something, it's going to be he's going to make himself part of the story, which is what you you know you're supposed to never do as a reporter. But he's like, you know, he's going to talk to Jerry Sandusky on the phone. So we need a solid thirty seconds of him walking up the stairs to the office and adjusting his jacket and <laughs> sitting down and setting his phone and and. Uh, Quizzical look on his face and all this. It's like, ESPN's Tim Sullivan. It's like, my God, <laughs> shut up, dude. Like, like the, he's, he's obnoxious and he's got his own motives and whatever. 
But so the whole thing, there's, there's not really any new information. They talked to Sandusky at the end of the special. They kind of teased it the entire time. And I thought he died. No, he's in jail. He's still. I mean, I knew that, but I thought he died in jail. I'm sure. Paterno died. Well, I knew that I too. Know. I mean, well, Sandusky's again. He's got to be like eighties, right? I mean, he's up there. Seventy-eight now. Not to mention he's been in jail now for how many years? And he's still. I mean, usually seventy-eight. I think his usually his criminal record doesn't last long in prison. No, but he's at like a minimum security prison, oh. which is like two hours away from where Penn State is apparently. Okay. But he's his whole thing is he's trying to do the you know we had poor representation. I need a new trial. I'm completely innocent. So you don't get any new information from the only thing that he says is like the only way to exonerate Joe Paterno is to exonerate me, and that's when the whole thing is. <laughs> it's kind of a nothing burger. Backing on Joe, even. In, in, but if you've in, watched uh, the, the, there's a series, a, like a three part documentary. I think it's three parts on. HBO called Happy Valley. Uh, Netflix is called Happy Valley. I remember it, but I haven't watched it. I remember it coming out. I really. I, I thought it was HBO, but maybe you right, Netflix. I struggle to understand like how this is even a controversy now. Joe Paterno's legacy, how this is hotly debated. Like, people are trying so hard to make it more complicated than it actually is. In what way? In the way that he very clearly, if you have read any part of the free report, knew that this was going on and actively try to cover it up. It's not like, because I, and I know, I'm sure that there are some rival fans, right? Like, how can you crap on the legacy of Joe Paterno when you're a Louisville fan? Well, there's a, I, I, I should need to explain the difference between the yeah. two cases here. Even I see that. Consenting adult, it, like what happened at Louisville was gross. There's no way around it. But yeah. when you've got consenting adults, that's different than a grown man enticing yes. and sexually assaulting numerous young boys. Yes. And then people covering it up to protect both the man himself and the legacy or the the reputation of Penn State football. And I guess it's one of those deals where when the seed is planted so early in life, it's it's almost impossible for it to be completely uprooted. If you grew up like seeing Joe Paz, this demigod, and the, the beacon of integrity and all that should be in college sports, I mean, he basically was the way that people want to view Mike Krzyzewski. Like, they did a whole special where ESPN did this whole thing where it was, for the first time on the stage together, Coach K and Joe Paterno. And Paterno was the one who walked out first. Like, he was the bigger draw at that point in time. This was like, uh, they, they showed the clips of it on the, the special last night. This was like 2005-ish. And, you know, th- these are the two guys who have success to the highest level, but also do it the right way. And the reality now is, no. Like, like it, it doesn't just taint some of what he did it takes the entire thing and it should and the fact that you've still got because they were interviewing people these days like the statue needs to go back up like what he did doesn't override and bs like this this is there are limits to stuff like this if this had been a scandal about paying players if this had been a scandal about you know stealing plays or something like that yeah it would be a footnote on his overall legacy but his legacy this is the almost like the worst of the worst it's up there it's tier one in gross awful abhorrent human behavior and there should be no excuse for it there should be no place for it and it should tarnish his legacy from now until eternity and it would be i I would say the exact same thing as hard as it would be for me to wrap my mind around it if revelations came out about denny crumb in the same way i would hope that louisville fans would do the exact same thing where it's like we've got to get his name off the court we have to disassociate like the championships I, I get it they were great but this man has no place in the modern era of our university or, or our athletic program and it seems like penn state fans are so like there are penn state fans out there who are arguing that this is all made up that this is a, like, like sandusky's completely innocent and you'll see you can find them very easily online and i just don't 
man. It, I think it's hard to argue the, the innocence of Sandusky. That I mean, it's impossible. I, I can listen to an argument about wanting to put the statue because I, I honestly, if I was a Penn State fan, I'd be indifferent. I'd be like, listen, if the statues come up, I'm not going to raise a fit. I'm not going to raise a fit if you don't want to put it up back up. I'm I'm really in between that because, yes, I mean, the fact that Paterno probably, I mean, I don't know, you know, you can give hard-nosed facts to say, but he probably just knew what was going on. He also wasn't the only one. Well, I mean, no, those people, and those I mean, guys went to jail. You're talking, well, I mean, they've been, they were coming that stuff up for years. There was media, I guarantee, that knew this stuff and didn't want to come out with it. And want to keep it under wraps. And, 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 and there, well, I would it, hope not. I, I would hope not, too, but I wouldn't be shocked also. And I would be less surprised if there wasn't. I mean, there, this was not something that had to have been was like some kind of like over secret. I mean, this was from when 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 the story broke, it was came kind of clear that this was something that was somewhat known in Happy Valley, unfortunately. Oh, really? And was being I never mean, got that sense. I did. I mean, they, they all seemed. I mean, everybody who there were players shocked. on there the team like, that talked about it. Well, yeah, but they all kept it in house. Like there, I, I, I never got. I mean, that Happy sense. Valley's not that big a place. I mean, you tell me that you know that there's that something couldn't leak to somewhere. You know, and maybe they dismissed it as just rumors, and I'm sure they did, but they they, they obviously weren't rumors. So, I mean, I, I bet, you know what, I mean, it's, Sandusky deserves to be in prison. I'm actually a little disappointed he has survived this long in prison. I thought he wouldn't have. That's horrible to say, but I don't care. Uh, with Paterno's legacy, if you want to look at it as just on-the-field issues and what he, he accomplished and he should be honored for that, I'm not going to, like, throw a hissy fit about it and debate and, and, and say you're wrong completely i would be willing to listen to that debate yeah i just it's kind of the whole pete rose and Hall. i know to a lesser degree of yeah um, it, nastiness. Again, there's nothing to really compare it to there isn't there isn't but i mean it's it's that's the like one of the like the like with his the, with the like i said pete rose and well he did better he should belong as a baseball fan we did on the field not we did as a manager obviously it's a similar comparison without the nastiness involved yeah, but then you, you, I mean, the nastiness is the issue. I here. guess, like, you can't yeah. just over like, like that's my whole thing. Is this is it's raping young boys? That's and that's Sandusky. It's different, but the people who enabled it are are, are they're not as to blame for this as Jerry Sandusky. But I mean, it's it, it, there's no way to excuse it. If you knew about this and you didn't just, it's not just not coming forward with it. It's actively working to cover it up, which is what the free report lays out. They like the AD who went to jail, the president of the university at the time who went to jail, Paterno himself. I think a couple, they named a couple of other people who they had. Paterno never went to jail. No, well he died. Well, yeah, I don't know if he would have gone to jail, but yeah, he did. He died die, two yeah. weeks, like what, like two months after he got fired. Yeah, uh, he he's named in this. Like there were a couple other people whose names I did not recognize who were named in this. Like it was. Man, it, it's just a gross thing. And it the fact is. that it's it still is. being defended to any length by Penn State fans. And I think that it's it's growing fewer. But I mean, remember, like, they, they rioted. Like, they, they rioted when they fired Paterno. It's a weird thing. Like, I, know, I know a lot of people were upset with the way they, the, the, the punishment they received. And of course, the NCAA rescinded almost all that punishment anyway. But yeah. Which I guess you can argue that, you know, the, that's the lead you down the whole rabbit hole of does the current kids belong to be punished for, you know, actions that, that had nothing to do with them and blah, blah, blah. Texture says, Katina's daughters were not consenting adults. Consenting, maybe. Adults, not. Yes, they were. No, they, weren't the, they were old enough. They all were 18. They, the whole thing about yeah. they were, there was one that was 13 was, was totally not true. They went on Good Morning America or whatever the hell show it was. Uh, the fans that say Sandusky are innocent are no different than you saying Louisville strippers were adults. 
it, it's entirely different. They were adults. Like there's, there was nobody involved in any of this that was not 18. That's. They just broke a dumb law of prostitution. Yeah, I mean, again, it's gross, but mm. it, no, it is gross. I mean, I, I, I we, 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 we agree. I, I find prostitution should be legal. I think it's stupid that it's not. But I'm not. <laughs> well, I mean, I. We can have that a different. That's discussion. a different debate for a different day. Yeah. But hiring because women, you can't compare a prostitution with child molestation. They're, they're, that is no, and they're not the, even in the same realm. And the fact that this UK fan is attempting to is is pretty gross. Texas, I don't see Neely putting the statue back up. That's right, Neely. There, I forgot. <laughs> I completely just brain farted on that one. I forgot she's there, isn't she? Yeah, I, yeah. I actually, I totally forgot about <laughs> I it. I do. <laughs> I don't yeah. see that. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Not happening. No, I don't believe so. Texas says, <laughs> Trevor, when you watch a movie, are you full? Well, I know the answer to this. Trevor, when you watch a movie, are you fully immersed in that movie, or are you kind of on your phone doing whatever with the movie in the background? Um, you play not, video games while you watch I do. I will, I will put sometimes, a lot of times I'll have it on my laptop, or I have two TVs set up, and I'll, I'll watch it on one TV, and I'll play some Madden on the other. You can tell how good a movie, when I do that, though, if I struggle in the game of Madden, that tells you that the movie's better than 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 it is. That That's a good barometer of how much I like a movie, because I will find myself getting like a delay of game, or not realize that I'm actually struck. I'm actually losing in the third quarter because I'm paying too much attention to the movie. I don't know how you do that. Like I can't if I'm really watching something. I, I'll try it every now and then, and I just I can't do it. Well, I, I mean, I'm listening to it constantly though. I'm just maybe not looking. And with football, with Madden, when a game like Madden, a majority of the time I might be simulating because I'm just doing like a franchise thing. Or B, it's you only have to run a play every like thirty seconds, forty five seconds. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, I like to multitask. Texture just sends in a picture of an image of a this is a wrestling story. Okay, so that'd be good. And well, you know what it's going to be about if it's a, if it's sent to me. Gangrel wants to see Shea Ripley in Edge's new heel stable. Gangrel <laughs> is Gangrel back? Not Shea Ripley, it's Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. I think they, they, they there's an S in there. They, they wants miss- to see Rhea, Rhea Ripley in Edge's new heel stable. Edge is doing a new kind of yeah a mix of the old brood with. Kind of a tease of what AEW's doing with the House of Black and Aleister Black. He's kind of doing this this thing, and he's got like uh, Damian Priest in his group now with him. Rhea Ripley's kind of like this. Uh, she's got this grunge, like punk 70s, 70, late seventies New York punk look. So I can see where they'd want her him in there. Game bring Gang Girl back, sure. Gang Girl's here. Game bringing Christian back. He's Christian Gage is 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 Cage is plenty happy at AEW. I think. Oh, is he? Well, hold on. Where's is Edge with WWE? Edge, Edge is back in WWE. Yes. So where would Gangrel be going for this? He's w- he he could. I mean, he's he could appear anywhere. He doesn't have contracts either. Nobody. He's a free agent. Get Gangrel back. You haven't seen Gangrel recently. He's not holding up too well. I just Twitter search Gangrel. <laughs> he's not. And the I told fir- you I've met him, right? You have. The yeah. first response is from yesterday, and it's a, I guess, Tony Khan will make an, a huge announcement with All Elite Wrestling, and some guy just quote tweeted it and said, I just know it's Gangrel this time. It, ha- <laughs> it has to be. And it's got 244 likes. People it are excited. likely will be a streaming announcement. I think they're going to do a, a package deal with AEW, along with the new the acquired Ring of Honor on a streaming site. There's a lot of talk about Gangrel here. I love it. I, love I, didn't know, I thought I was just making a crappy joke. No, Gangrel. People love Gangrel. I love Gangrel. You know Gangrel actually capped his teeth to look like vampire teeth? You've told me that. Yeah. Hey, that's why he's the best. That's <laughs> full commitment to the character. Um, we don't have enough time to get into this. We'll start the next segment with the Chris Mack stuff. So how about this? 
I got a couple. I, I get this like trivia fact a day. Is that email? Last thing is that legacy thing worth watching to go back and watch that ESPN ran? I mean, probably not. Okay. To be honest with you, it was. I like a good documentary. So. There were. It was only like four. It, it's a quick watch. It's oh, one of those like okay. hour long shows, and it was with commercials, so probably like forty minutes total. Oh, okay. And I mean, it had like they interviewed Jay Paterno, and they. I thought I was hoping the Sandusky interview would have more than it. It was obvious Sandusky only did it because he wanted to. Yeah. Say to... like I'm innocent and get that, and you could tell that they edited it down because every question I'm sure he was like, oh, just let it back to his own innocence. He I think stayed. there's a new thirty for thirty out this week, isn't there? I have no idea. I said there was. I think I because I had my DVR set to record new ones. I think I saw it on my DVR uh, schedule. I have to look that up later. You famously have oh, been Lord. banned from two Wikipedia pages. Yes, I yes. believe. Yeah, nineteen seventy two Olympics and Enos Cantor, which is incredible. I, one of my favorite facts about you. <laughs> to, to the two, to, how are those two things alike, Trevor? <laughs> one Wikipedia page has been edited a total of fifty three thousand ninety one times. It's the most. 50, edited you say 53,000? Yes, it's wow. the most edited page on Wikipedia. Would you care to venture a guess as to what that is? What that page is? Well, and I'll, I, I'll give you a hint. If they hadn't banned me, it would be Enos Cantor. Okay. Or 72 Olympics because we won the gold. I don't care what Wiki says. This is something that is pertinent to your interests. Oh, say. really? Yes. Wrestling interest? Maybe. Is it Hulk Hogan? It is not. Um, is it Vince McMahon? It is not. Is it is it a wrestler? Think, think bigger. Think bigger. Oh, I mean, not much bigger than Hogan usually when it comes to the world think of wrestling. Bigger. What would have a, a singular page though? The WWE. Yes. Okay. The most edited Wikipedia article of all time, or WWF, is the WWE slash yeah World Wrestling fifty three thousand ninety one times. It's most edited. It's the really of all wiki of all Wikipedia, and it's basically because the the list of like competitors they have a whole page where it's like everybody who's ever competed in sport and that's constantly getting edited the second most edited is george w bush's wikipedia page (laughs) 47,178 i love this i mean so so number number one's wwe number two is george w bush number three the united states it's behind George W. Bush and WWE. Number four, if you were wondering, is the actual page about Wikipedia. <laughs> nice. And then number five is Donald Trump. Like, I get WB now when you say it because if they are changing it, like, Vince McMahon changes his mind every day for stuff. Like, recently he just did a uh, – he sent out a memo that no wrestler could have their real name, first or last, in their character's name. and made everybody – like, uh, several people change their names in the middle of their – just seems strange because he wants to be able to trademark him. He doesn't want him to leave and be able to say, "Oh, hi, my name's." Oh, that's crappy. Oh, it's, what's this man? He's insane. He's a lunatic. Uh, and the fact that they they probably do like to keep titles, you know, change up on there, and he loves the hot box t- titles left and right. So I, I could see where that would be. But George, why would what would be changed about W's page in the last like ten years? I don't know, and, or why it would be changed that that I mean, frequently during a presidency. I can see where someone's page has changed regularly and gets a lot, but W hasn't done anything, and he's been on the news. I mean, I guess it would just be like probably people like trying to edit things to make it like pro leftist or pro right. Yeah, or like you know, famously he did nine eleven, and then like people have to edit it and go back and like I do guess. all that stuff. Like, Same with Trump, probably. Yeah, it's so probably whatever. True. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Chris Mack got a uh, four years after the fact grade from Matt Norlander about his tenure here at Louisville. We'll talk about that and also what grade uh, we would assess Chris Mack. We want to hear your thoughts as well. There's been some de- debate about this amongst Louisville circles. Yeah, we'll do that. 
Coming up in hour number two on the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Makes sense why. I know very little Guns N' Roses. Now, little what do with the little guy more, more. Your mom was big into Guns N' Roses, right? No, I was. You were? Okay. My mom was never a big hair band fan. She, remember she went like on some like bachelorette auction at Jim Porter's one time. Nice. She used to work there. Yeah. And the guy, I guess, that oh, won her. Uh, <laughs> it's weird to say it that way, but true. Um, he took her to a concert and took her to see uh, Poison, and I was just so jealous. Like <laughs> I was just the most angry, like nine-year-old you would find. Like I was just like, I want to go. She's like, I wish you could go. I wish you could. And the, the best part about this story is that he took her in a limo, and they, I guess they pulled up. I don't know. If this was at Freedom Hall. I was maybe Freedom Hall was his first concert. Probably was. And uh, they pull up in his limo, and like people think it's the band. So my mom says they pull up and like these women are like just shoving their breasts against the glass. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm like now nine year old Trevor's like, you mean I could have seen breasts against the glass and poison? Man, I'm like no. If I if, <laughs> if I had been bought at a date auction at Jim Porter's, I'll be perfectly honest. I would not expect that person to be taking me out in a limo. <laughs> to, to a concert that had to have been yeah. the shock of all shocks. <laughs> I mean, I'm expecting like a Chevy Malibu to pull up and be like, hey, <laughs> "You ready, here? Let's do this. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hit the the sample buffet for for dinner at the at the big at the at the big lots." <laughs> I mean, I would just assume that all the money would have gone to purchasing me. My mom used to take me when she worked at Biggs. Uh, she used to she would take me up there on like the weekday on sample day for lunch. I just walk around Biggs all day and eat free samples. There's nothing wrong with that. I used to love. I mean, I would go to Kroger strictly for the samples. Yeah. Only reason I would go run right that. for that cheese cheese place. You're damn right. Yeah, hello cheese. You'd run around hoping to find where the cheese cubes were. Of course. I mean, who didn't? Communists. <laughs> yeah. So that was. I, I was big into the hair bands. My mom always more of a, you know, Zeppelin and uh, she loves Aerosmith. Or she's obsessed with Joe Perry. Okay. Um, and French Kiss, which you hate, which I haven't told her yet. Don't, don't. Because I want her to still like I know. I don't want Nancy to hate me. French Kiss sucks. It's terrible. It's not even that bad. How do you think it's that horrible? It's not it's that. one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> now you're just overselling it. It's terrible. It's a terrible film. Kevin Klein is funny in the movie. He's not. No, he's not. Yes. He's not. He's not. Hour number two of the Mike Rutherford show is here. <laughs> Uh, Texas on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. We have to talk about this. Matt Norlander of CBS, he does this every year. He'll grade the coaching hires four years after the fact, which is a much, much better and I think more interesting thing to do than grading the hires right now because, you know, you can – 
it's easier to grade the hires right now because all you have to do is give good grades and the fan bases are going to love it and click it. Or if you just want to generate even more clicks, you give a crappy grade to somebody that the fan base is excited about and say, boom, like if you wanted a million clicks right now, give Kenny Payne a D minus grade. And Louisville fans are going to go nuts, and everybody's going to share it. Everybody's going to read it. And, every, and no matter what grade you get, you're a hater. You're either a hater and looking for clicks, or you're a suck up looking for clicks. Oh, I mean, I did this There's every no year for like seven years, yeah. and I would go back and look at it. I'm like, I hope nobody is checking me on this because Kim English was not great, uh, or Kim Anderson was not great at Missouri. <laughs> Neither was Kim English, and I gave him, I gave him a very friendly grade back in the day. I even wrote a story about how it was a gamble worth taking, and. You know, spoiler alert, it was not. So doing this after the fact is probably far more interesting and a, a far better way to go about giving out coaching grades. But so four years later, this is the class of 2018, if you will, the coaching carousel of 2018. And I'll ask you to get this party started. If you were grading the four-year tenure of Chris Mack at Louisville, what grade are you getting? giving it? Are we not, we're not talking about it like his first year, four years removed. We're talking about his entire ten- The totality, the entire thing. The three and a third year career that he view had. The, view this as a semester-long class. You know, it's, you're not just grading. Like law school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the law class, how they did. You're not just grading on, on one test. You're grading the grade as a cumula- cumulative total of how they did for that five-month period. Ooh, that's a tough one. Because I mean, there are I mean, there are arguments to have a decent grade because of the COVID handcuff of 2020 and what could have maybe you know could have been not just quote Rascal Flats too much. Um, D plus, C minus, maybe C C maybe C minus. If you're going to go above a D, it's got to have the minus on the C though. Norlander went with C minus. Okay. And I, I think that's me and me and me and Matt we're in lockstep here because I I would have gone D plus or C minus. Okay, and the amount of Louisville fans who are like, how can you give it anything but an F? Kind of surprised me a little bit just because, mm. like like you know Jared Stillman, famous uh, big oh, shot yeah, big shot down in Nashville, J Bone, aka he responds like, why T Bone? He responded to me is why are we so afraid as a society to give someone an F? And like I get it. The Chris Mack tenure, if you wanted to say, is it, was it a failure or a success at Louisville? It very clearly was closer to being a, a – it was a failure. Like, he's gone. He didn't make it in four years. Yeah, if it wasn't, he'd still be here. Exactly. Yeah, obviously. But to me, like, an F is a complete failure. An F would be after four years, he got here, we had losing seasons every year, we were a mess off the court, and boom, he had to be fired. If he was an F, he shouldn't have been here four years. F- fair. Like, if it was an F, yeah, it would have been a three-year tenure, or three less. losing seasons, yeah. boom, you're gone. But the reality is, I mean – Year one, he inherited a, a team that was not expected by most people to make the NCAA tournament. They made the NCAA tournament relatively easily, flamed out in the first round as a seven seed by a, a very average Richard Pitino Minnesota team. Uh, Richard Pitino's only NCAA tournament win know, in Minnesota, by the way. My only tournament win in general, right? Yeah, I don't think he won it. He made it at FIU, I believe. But I, don't, I would think I would think I would remember if IU won a tournament game. I, I don't think they did. Unless you count like a first four which i don't even think they were involved in he made a, i think he got hired after like one season at fiu actually where they were good i don't think they even made the tournament but where was he for minnesota i forgot now fiu oh was that fiu yeah. okay now where's he at now he's in new mexico mexico yeah had a eh, yeah. not great first season but they'll get some players in there yeah great him in a couple years <laughs> four to be exact <laughs> four to be exact and year two i mean he everybody knows this Got to number one of the country. That's was going to be probably a top four seed if there had been a 2020 NCAA tournament. And then who knows what would have happened then. Mm-hmm. Now, the two years after that, 
clearly. Like you, you can't miss the NCAA tournament with Carly Jones, David Johnson, and, and Sam Williamson in that crew. G League all rookie. G League all rookie. Also G League all third team overall. G League, uh, G League all rookie team. All rookie team. All all, all third all, team. G League doesn't matter. Pro, pro. She got to throw it quietly in the end. <laughs> all rookie team. G League doesn't matter. <laughs> You can't miss the NCAA tournament with that group. No, uh, yeah, yeah. COVID excuses, whatever. Like that's on you too. And then last year, th- this past season, obviously I, I, total total yeah. failure. So, you know, some people were saying, well, he quit. That's what constitutes an F. And if you want to take go that route, then okay. Or we can give him an incomplete. We give him an I. You know, if it's pass fail, then yeah, he he failed. But I'm fine with C minus D plus, just because the first two years happened. Like there was nobody who. If you go back to February of 2020, there's no Louisville fan out there who's saying the Chris Mack experiment so far has been a failure. There might be some who are saying, you know, this team, this specific team lost a couple of games that it shouldn't have lost. Maybe they're not playing quite as well as we would have liked. But for the most part, like Chris Mack was receiving rave reviews at that point. Like the recruiting was going better than people thought it was going to. People loved the Super Six. People loved the yeah. I know. I mean, trust me, I was rolling my eyes too. <laughs> we need a YouTube video. People liked right? the overachievement from the year one. Like, like that stuff happened, and that has to be at least some part of the equation when you're when you're doing a grade that is not just based on the most recent things that happened. It's the overall thing. So, I thought that was fine. And here's what Norlander had to say. <clears throat> It was a failure, but that doesn't correlate to an F here. Far from it. Four years ago, this was the most consistently praised hire. Few people, if any, could have predicted that Mac wouldn't make it to the end of year four, but that's what happened. Mac was the one who initiated the sever. It ended mostly amicably, but here's the thing. Mac won 64% of his games at Louisville. He was 63-36 and 36 when he stopped being the Cardinals coach. He made the NCAAs in his first year and would have had a number four seed at worst had there been a 2020 NCAA tournament, but there wasn't, and things went sideways for the most part after that. Max time at Louisville was not an outright disaster, though it definitely wasn't a success. Call it an unexpectedly incongruent union. Mistakes aplenty, putting Louisville in deeper, hotter water by being privy to more rule-breaking, even if the violations are tame compared to other issues. That's what he says. Um, should he ever choose to be a head coach again, Mac will probably get a job in a power conference. The question is if he wants to leave the bench for good with this Louisville setback as his final experience. I think he eventually gets back in. And he gives him a C-. I think that's like, I think that's yeah, well I mean, yeah, It's the, 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 tw- the 20 season is just the, the, the whole thing. I mean, that's, that's the, the big asterisk is because – I mean, honestly, sort of maybe like Anthony Grant. Was there ever? Is there? A, was there a coach in a Power Five team that got affected more than the, the, the twenty season of cancellation? I think Chris Mack. Man, I mean, I mean, I, we have we have now two years of hindsight to look back on this, and I bring and, and obviously Anthony Grant had a good year, I guess, with Dayton this year, but and they weren't power, you know. But but I mean, they're still they come to mind because I feel of, so bad for Dayton. Yeah, because they were so they. I mean, they. I don't it's know. a once in a lifetime team for that for yeah. that fan base. I mean, it's like you know ninety. You know, ninety-seven Missouri team that was number one seed and got a lead eight. Well, I mean, it's it's more yeah. unexpected than that. I mean, this is a this is a A ten program. This is yeah. a program that is not a power conference program. It's the St. Joe's uh, backcourt team, exactly. That, that, that were they were two that year though, weren't they? They ended up no, they were they were one. Seed. They were one. Okay, they lost, were one. They lost yeah. to a two in Oklahoma State in the elite eight. Okay, yeah. and they had you know like, like Dayton 
you also have to think about what it took for them to get to this place. Like Obi Toppin goes there as a six four, you know, whatever type player yeah. who's unrated, and then miraculously grows six inches yeah. and has the skill set of a guard. And, and, and like that's a once in a life. He redshirted his freshman year at Dayton and became the national. They had the national player of the year at the University of Dayton. They had a team that was going to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Yep. That just it's never going to happen again. They're never going to have a team like that, and they didn't get to see that team play in the NCAA tournament. And you can argue oh. that they would have maybe been out in the second. Around who, who knows? We'll never know. I mean, that's, that's same with San Diego State. Exactly. I mean, those San Diego State's had other opportunities with Steve under Steve. But Fisher. this was going to be a one or a two. Season. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, I think back. I mean, I, and there there may be someone that they can give me a better example somewhere else. But with I mean, it's I mean, you can't hard to argue that Chris Mack is right there in terms of the most, especially negatively affected of of the COVID consequences that that occurred because. You know, he like you said. I mean, we've talked about in uh, to nauseum that you know that team makes makes a Sweet Sixteen run or a Elite Eight run or a Final Four run. You know, and he has the season, his exact same season the next year. He's still here. He is, and I mean, I, I mean, we don't we don't have to fire assistants after a thirteen and seven exactly. tournament year. We don't have the 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 the, the snowball effect that, that occurred that caused this season to happen and and the rift between him and the president and AD and blah blah blah. I mean, we we don't have any of that now. On the other hand, you could say he could have, as an example of what we saw the year before against Richard Pitino, maybe he's a four seed and he loses to a 13. I mean, could have happened. It could. That team was not playing great down the stretch. But it was you, not. But you never know. You, uh, you don't. That's the thing. And because of that, you have to have that mystery in his grade. And that's not, where I kind of go. That's why it's not a fail, a, a complete F for me. I agree. And it's not just 2020 either. It's. If COVID's not around during the 2020, if, if COVID's not dominating the 2020-2021 season, who knows how that goes? Because yeah. Louisville handled that, and it falls on Chris Mack, don't get me wrong, but Louisville handled it as poorly as any team in the country. And you know we had more pauses than any team in the country. When we came back from those pauses, it took us longer to get back into the groove. Like It derailed our entire season. It did. And so if you don't have, I would love to know if there's a, you know, wherever you go when you die. If you go somewhere where you can have the answers to all of life's questions. I think Wisconsin. You go to Wisconsin when you die? <laughs> I think everybody goes to This is why I want to live forever. <laughs> Example number one. All right, Highlander. But if you can find out all the answers to life mysteries when you pass, I would love to know what the Chris Mack tenure at Louisville would have been like had COVID never happened. Sorry. What that team would have done in 2020 what they would have done the next year with David Johnson playing and you know bringing back a lot of that core group from 2020, like, whether or not Chris Mack would have been a success. I, I think it would have been fascinating to figure out how that would have gone. But the reality is COVID did happen. Mack didn't handle it well. It, he didn't coach well after COVID. I don't know how much of an impact that played on it, but the last two seasons just you know not up to not 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 near the bar that we have for Louisville men's basketball. Now there were two coaches. There was one coach that received as low a grade, and there were two that received worse grades. Um, and this is Norlander just hiring like power, like in, like big program hires, not even power conference. Like Colorado State, Nico Medvedev uh, is on there. He got a B plus. Dan Hurley from UConn, uh, who was the AAC program at the time, got a B. Penny Hardaway, what grade do you think he got? Has he been there four years? He's been twenty eighteen. Yeah. Oh. Um. <sighs> D minus, D plus, B minus. Really, according to Norlander, on um, based on just recruiting. I mean, I would have gone with C plus because they've been to what one, one tournament? NCAA tournament. Yeah, and, and a won lot, one game. I mean, they've been a lot of sizzle and not a lot of steak. Yeah, 
I mean, and now you could say they weren't doing much before he got there. Uh, true, but still. But that's always been a lot of sizzle with no steak is kind of what Memphis has always been in terms of their traditional history. It's like, and also, I mean, he might be about to get torpedoed out of there. They've got they're facing what seven level one violations, I think, yeah. including some where he was actively trying to you know burning like papers and shredding information that well, the did, NCAA did, wanted. What did Norlander give this grade over to Matt Gary Parrish or something? Yeah, Parrish love Parrish. <laughs> Parrish was all about the coup. He was he was he was fueling the coup down there in Memphis. He wanted to have. It. I just know he's a big Memphis guy. That's where he's listed. Now two coaches got worse grades than than Chris Mack. Xavier Travis Steele actually got the same grade, C minus. Um, <laughs> really? Who's now gone? He's, he's <laughs> gone. Guy got fired after a win. So the two <laughs> the two coaches who got worse grades than Mack. One of them is still employed by the school that hired him. <laughs> Do you, can you think about who that might be? Um, Here's a hint. Same conference as us. Oh, Jeff Capel. Jeff Capel. Jeff yeah. Capel received a D from Matt Norlander. He is two and fourteen. Wait, 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 wait. He got a D. What is what is what is Norlander's perspective to get an F? Yeah, I mean, that, like, where's, what is the guideline? It also doesn't work out well when you look at the. I, I guess maybe compared to what Kevin Stallings had done in the two years before he got there, <laughs> it's still an F. <laughs> he is fifty-one and sixty-nine overall at Pitt. He is twenty-one and fifty-three in the ACC. He is two and fourteen versus ranked opponents, and has not made it to the Thursday of the ACC tournament. Which, if you're keeping track at home, that's when the top four seeds start yeah. playing. He hasn't even made it to the quarterfinals of the of the ACC tournament, which is pretty embarrassing. Um, and the coach, the only coach who received a worse grade, and I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't know how this doesn't get like no an one F. got an F. I assume. He's, he says, he starts off with his description of this person as, it takes a lot for me to hand out an F in these spots. Apparently, Tom Green at Georgia. D minus. That to me is an yeah, F. Yeah, he was pretty, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't give his Indiana tenure an F, but, I mean, yeah, Georgia was pretty bad. He had a backcourt of Anthony Edwards and Severe Wheeler, and he won five games in the <laughs> SEC. <laughs> The, the, there's no coming back from that. That was the COVID year, right? That was 2021, though, right? So he had a shortened season, I assume. Was it? I wasn't. wasn't didn't Edwards play the the, the COVID? Think, no, Anthony year? Edwards was the. He been in the league for two years, correct? He was 2019-20. I can't remember how because he's been in the league for how long? Then he's been in the league for three years. Yeah, he was the number one pick in the 2020 draft, correct? I couldn't remember if he was twenty or twenty one. Yeah, I twenty. So he was okay. at Georgia during twenty nineteen twenty. So the so he was the year their season canceled. was over. Yeah, yeah their, their season was over by the time COVID hit. They I think they lost in the first game of the the SEC tournament. I guess they can't, and unfortunately, they can't actually use COVID as an excuse either. On this case, like we would we could have been to the tournament. <laughs> I mean, he had the number one pick, and then a guy that a lot of people think might be the best point guard in college basketball next season. He went sixteen and sixteen that year total, and yeah. five and thirteen in the SEC. Yeah, he went six and twenty six. Yeah, yeah, that's 11, 21, 16, 16, 14, and 12, and 6, and 26 in your four-year tenure. Bad. That's an F. Not great. And don't tell me, don't give me the, oh, well, Trevor, it's Georgia. It's not a basketball school. Georgia's been to a Final Four. Georgia has uh, Georgia has a Final Four in their belt. It doesn't matter who they are. They had the number one draft pick <laughs> yeah. in the NBA, and a guy who might be the best or a top five point guard in college basketball next season at Kentucky, and they couldn't win more than five games in an SEC that was not great that year. That's atrocious. I don't care who. Like I don't. I don't care what program that is. That's you think awful. Georgia fans are wishing they had kept Mark Fox. He got fired for something else. Didn't he get fired for something he did? No, for sucking. 
Remember John Calipari always tried to pump up Mark Fox. Enough, <laughs> by comparison, he was pretty damn good. Well, they kept him forever though. Like he was there for like. Yeah, but he was he was consistently winning like eighteen twenty games though every year. He was he was and not the, going to the NCAA tournament. He's got yeah he had a couple under his belt, but very yeah few and far. He between. won zero NCAA tournament games. I remember that for a fact. That's true. Do you know where he is now? Oh, he's in California and sucking. Yeah, I know they, they're, they're awful. They're awful. No. Wiking Jones. I thought he would be a decent coach program. in Georgia too. Wiking, I mean the Wiking Jones hire. Oh, now that's an F. I love Wiking. Didn't he, he? He went winless, right? In the you mean Pac twelve? Like in general, didn't no, he? No, no, no. They they went like three and twenty nine one year. Okay, I thought. <laughs> I thought he, I thought he went winless. In an all time, so there used to be a thing when I was doing the SB Nation college basketball job. There would be a thing where like it was the Mike Rutherford curse. If I wrote about a program, they would just lose like i wrote about san Diego states having an all-time season i wrote about like cincinnati has become the new college basketball capital because xavier and uc are having such and like right when i would do it like both them would lose or something so i wrote this i went like heavily researched like went back and looked at all of the worst power conference teams in the history of college basketball and this was like early february in y kings i think second season and i wrote a thing that just said as of right now, like Cal is the worst power conference team in the history of college basketball. Two seasons there. The stats backed it up. Do you have his overall hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. The day after I write this, the night after I write this, this story, Cal goes on the road and beats the only ranked team in the Pac-12 in Washington, who was the, like, the only team of consequence in the Pac-12 that year. It was an all-time moment for the Mike Rutherford curse, but he was atrocious at Cal. Was that the... Washington team with uh, your dude that's there now. It was first, his first year, first when, year when they were actually they good. really overachieved. They had the, uh, the the guard, the really good defensive guard that plays for the Sixers, I think, now. Exactly. His uh, name. Thibble or, Thibble yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, Tybal. Yeah, something like that, yeah. I liked him. He was a good college player. Um, yeah, Viking Jones, eight and 40, or 16 and 47 in his two years. Not good. 16 went. Mark Fox won 14 games his first year. No, he followed it with a nine and twenty season. <laughs> Not great. Not but a good he, basketball. But program. what did he do this year? Twelve and twenty. He's improving again. Yeah. I mean, it's not good when <laughs> boy cow basketball. I mean, your your only your, your brightest moment, short of winning the back to back titles in the sixties, is beating us in twenty ten. Is was, I was going to say the Jason Kidd Lamont Murray era, which you beat Duke in the Sweet Sixteen, and you turned out your coach went on like a thirty year show cause because of it. God, yeah, and then he got back. <laughs> then got back into basketball yeah, somehow. Todd Bozeman, yeah, he's been. Like, that was their best run, other than Morgan State, short of the sixty to sixty three era. Have when, they been in the NCAA tournament since they beat us? Uh, their last NCAA tournament, I'm looking at the page, was uh, Quanzo Martin's second to last season. Oh yeah, because they, well, yeah, they, they went both those years because they had they had all that talent that one year they had, the uh, year they beat us was the Mike Montgomery team, right? They had, but they had, I, I, I totally forgot about the the, the Quanzo Martin being out there because they had that team that had all that talent and then lost in the first round to Hawaii when the guys got like sick right before the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the year I forgot about that team because that team was supposed to be really the good. Jalen Brown the t- team had four NBA players on it. Yeah, they were loaded. Yeah, Jabari Bird, even Rab. No, I mean, I'm good NBA players, but obviously other than Jalen Brown. Yeah. Well, I saw that last play, that shot that, that they won the game on the other night. Mm-hmm. Just another proof of why there's no defense in the NBA. It was a horrible defensive possession. Trevor Oldman take. I'm just saying. Saved it for four I mean, How can you argue with me when you got Golden State scoring 70 points in 20 minutes last night? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating, Mike. I know. I know. I'm, that is a fact. <laughs> uh, all right, text line is blown up about this. I, I told you, like people have significant thoughts about it. Text says, "Can you can you give two f's as in <laughs> f that effer?" 
Texter says, Trevor, did your... Okay, not, not reading that. Oh, one. man. Can you, can you like, give it a clean version? No, you can go back and find it. Oh, okay, I'll go back and look at it. Text said, uh, He'll get an 8.30 text return. Text said, I would give Mac a C- minus if he would have just made the tournament every year. I would give him a B. I would have taken a Sweet 16 for a B+, and Elite 8 for an A, Final 4 for an A+. Text said, I think C- minus is appropriate. Louisville fans are really short-sighted with this, and Petrino 2.0, neither were complete failures. They just both ended poorly. Texas says, Mac, it's a D. A C grade is passing, and I can't think of one thing that Mac did well. He alienated everyone he worked with, had a scandal, didn't recruit for crap. Players got worse under his coaching. He made us watch that awful pack line defense. He quit on the team, and his early success was Rick's players and getting lucky on Cunningham. Also, Mike Communist would love free cheese. That's kind of the whole thing. <laughs> I, I don't agree that, that somebody, you can't say Jordan Ward didn't get better under Mac. I agree. You can claim that he got better just as he got older and it wasn't a do with Mac. You want to say that, that's fine. But guys like Enoch and Warwick were better. Were, well, Enoch were, didn't play before Mac got there. Like true. He was sitting out the, the first year. And Dwayne Sutton would be the other one. Like, yeah. If you go back, because people like to use that, well, it was the other guy's player's argument when it's convenient. If, if Jalen Withers has a fantastic season next year, like nobody's going to be like, well— Kenny Payne doesn't get that credit. It's a, it's a Chris Mack guy. Now, like, if you want to use that argument in terms of recruiting, which I did last year by saying, you know, it's we're sitting here four years into his tenure and his best player is a Patino guy. That was that's that's fair. Yeah, but just but that saying, first year, I mean, Jordan Wara had barely played it all the year before under David yeah. Padgett. Um, Dwayne Sutton had barely played the year before under David Padgett. Yeah. Kristen Cunningham was a grad transfer that Mack brought in, and Stephen Enoch hadn't played the year he before was, at all. He said, and those are your four top scores on the team that wound up. You know, making the NCAA tournament and being a seven. Who am I brain fart on the fifth guy? Hey, what do you mean? Who's our fifth? Our fifth starter? That I team? was just going over the, the top four scores. Okay. I think Malik Williams was actually the fifth leading scorer on that team. Which no, because we lost all. Didn't we lose all five starters from the uh, from the, the COVID year team? That, that would have been a four seed. I thought we lost all five starters. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the first team, the 2018. Oh, okay. Team. Well, I'm talking the second. Okay, you're because right. people were saying that success is based on he had a team full of Patino's players and. You know, I, I think he deserves some credit for <laughs> far. Be, I, I hate that I'm being in a position where I'm defending Chris Mack here to a degree, but because I'm arguing that he deserves a D plus or a C minus for four years. <laughs> but I think he. I mean, you can't just write that off again. If Big Man was the other starter, I guess that year. I don't think he's. Did he not start? I think Darius Perry started. Well, he's gone too, I guess. Or I mean, well, hell, Quan Four started most of that year. You just wouldn't know it based on his stats. Like he didn't score at no, all. Or Enoch Sutton. McMahon started fifteen of thirty. Perry started twenty six thirty. Basically, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Quan Four started a bunch though. I feel like. Uh, he Kimball started seventeen. That's the, but that's the year after. You're I, I'm ta- again. I'm talking about twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're, so we're Max talking first two season, different years. Quan yeah. Four started twenty three out of Louisville's thirty four games. Yeah. I'm not going to give wasn't. him credit for Quan Four. <laughs> I'm not going to go to bad for him there. <laughs> Texas, I'll give Mac a solid C. He had his challenges coming into this job, but also created his own challenges that made things harder to give him a break. I, the challenges, I don't. I mean, I think they're a little overblown. I mean, the opportunity to win here was here. Is he was here? I mean, and again, we're, nobody's arguing for him to get like a B. No, no, we're all saying this was a, a, D, a D plus C minus area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, Texas. Well. Poor Jared Stillman catching strays now. <laughs> what Jay Bone do? <laughs> I don't know. People, people don't like him. Yeah, I never met him. Texas Archie Miller and Pat Chambers wouldn't have been fired if there was a 2020 tourney. Who, who in Pat Chambers? Archie. 
They would have made the tournament that year. I guess. But they still were. I mean, that, that team still was a disappointment. Yeah, though. they still underachieved the next the year after. And, and yeah, I, nah, I don't know. I think Archie was. That might be a blessing. I mean, because you you were better off without Archie at IU. And yeah. that's when he's not even being a big Mike Whitson fan. I think Indy. I, I'll, I'll push back on the tech. I think Archie still gets fired because that team was like preseason, what, top 15, top 10? Probably, yeah. And they ended up being firmly outside the top 25. Yeah, I, they were on the border making that tournament probably. I think you can make the case for Pat Chambers still being around at Penn State if because that was easily his best team. They were a fringe top 25 team, would have easily made the NCAA tournament. And his whole thing at Penn State was you know, longest active streak of not making the NCAA tournament for a power conference program and or a coach who hasn't been fired yet. Like he was the only coach in America that had been at a program for more than I think six years without taking his team to the tournament who still had his job. Like that would have changed things for him. But Archie, I think is probably still gone. Um, I, I did let the Trevor's ad nauseum go. That's okay. What did I say? You said something like it was like, it was like by nauseum or something. You, you Ad nauseum. Yeah, you, but you didn't say that. I can't remember what it was. What did I say? I don't know. The text line. I, I had the word nauseum right. You did, yeah, you, you did. You got the hard part correct. <laughs> yeah. Give me some slack, people. Texas, that Kansas 2020 team was a juggernaut. We could be looking at a three-time champ, Bill Self. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they were – like, that team, I think, was markedly better than the team that just won the, the national title. They were really good. And – it would have been kind of hilarious because the the FBI stuff the FBI stuff was even more in the news back then. Way back then, twenty twenty two years ago, we were still in the heart of. I mean, remember we were complaining about how long it was taking then, how young and innocent we were. Only two and a half years. Here's My God. here's a name I, I mentioned. Chris Mack's name in terms of the canceled season. Mark Turgeon at Maryland. I, they were number one in the Big Ten when that when at the end of the year. Yeah, but they would have lost in the second round. That's what they did. Possibly, but he would have won. I mean. They go to the tournament, make them with again. You 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 got to say the what if game in terms of affected. I mean, Turgeon does go to the Big Ten to go to the NCAA tournament that year. They make Sweet Sixteen run. He's still here after this season. No, I don't. You I don't think so. I mean, that was all, just, they already like Mark Turgeon anyway. No, but they, the, the whole knock on him already was he had all this talent every single year. They were always competitive in the Big Ten. They were always the top five seed, and they never made it past the Sweet Sixteen. Like that would have been, and he would have done the same thing he always did. Probably, but yeah. he's the he's the the Fran McCaffrey of the quasi Big Ten. Like he's not Maryland's not really Big Ten. Unfortunately, unfortunately they care more about basketball at Maryland than they do at Iowa. Very true. <laughs> so that's why Church is gone, and Fran McCaffrey's still at Iowa. Texture says Dayton and UK were impacted more. Mac is a failure and should have done better. I love the pain higher. Suck it, Trevor. Oh, UK. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry you didn't get to be one of your number two seed as you you've been like you were this year. How'd that work out to you? That team would that that UK team wouldn't do anything. I, I know UK fans are gonna blow up about it. I'm sorry. I, I'll give. I have no problem giving UK props when they deserve it. That UK team wasn't going anywhere. They weren't. Second or third round. My friend just said Mac handled COVID as well as Trump. Oh, oh. you say that on the text line? Just did. Texture says Mac failed. All caps. <laughs> Texture says Mac was a failure. I mean, it's, it's, you, could, you could say his tenure was a failure. I mean, that's why he's fired. If it was, I mean, otherwise he'd still be here, right? Texas, if you walk out of your class, you get an F. You failed. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> if you walk out of a test, you're going to fail the test. But What if your test is done? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Well, then it's not walking out of class. It's just leaving class after you're done. I mean. <laughs> Texas, Chris Mack, the same texture said, Chris Mack. Oh, this is the same guy with the, all the Sandusky takes. Yeah. 
Well, I don't remember you reading those either, but okay. Yeah, you do with the, he's saying like, it's the same thing as the stripper. Oh, oh yeah, that guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. Texas says, who do you think will be Kenny Payne's first commitment? I mean, Devin Reed's still the leader in the clubhouse at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, had a visit last weekend. There had been some speculation that there was a commitment imminent. It has not happened at least unless it's happened in like the last 30 minutes. But I still think that he sounds like he's going to be the first commitment. That's a random question. Who was Patino's first commitment? Hmm. And this, I know this is completely out of left field. I get it. but So it would have been the 2001. I feel like it was already because he already had Carlos Hurt and Bender on board. Yeah, I remember reading Crum. the Bender because I sent you an article about they picked Bender over the – the dude that uh, ended up getting drafted by the Raptors in the second round that, that skipped college altogether. I forget his name already. And I don't remember if he had – like, was that the year that we got we lost Dante bunch. Smith from JUCO who ended up going to the NBA draft? No, he was – Tino was already there, I think. When, I think that was the second class, wasn't it? I can't remember. Because I was thinking I was, that was 2001. I think we were at the second Cardboard Heroes location when that happened. And we were at the first location when, when we hired Patino. Okay. If I remember correctly. I can't remember. I don't know if there's a way to look that up. I don't know. I mean, that's borderline the beginning of – doesn't Rivals go all the way back to like 2000? It goes Tino's, back to 2000. Which would have been Patino's first class, right? Yes. But it doesn't have any players in that. That were committed. The that, first class that it has players with is 2003. Oh, okay. Well, oh, that doesn't help. What a crop here. I know. What a crop. Bastards. The highest rated player in that class, Brandon Jenkins. Four star. <laughs> the other two members of that class, Noah Diakate. And Nate Daniels, a three-star and a two-star. Nate Daniels, I remember that one. He was going to save us with his outside shooting. And in true Louisville fashion, came here, could not make a thing. Could not make a thing. When we take guys that are – because he was a JUCO guy. When we take guys that are billed as shooters from other programs, never pans out. When when they are billed as shooters coming out of high school, it's panned out a couple of times. Sorry, Mike Mara, but everybody. Like, like, but when we have guys that are transfers, I just I feel like it never never works. I never mean, happened. Dean was part of a second class. That was that was the second class group. He would have had to have been class of 02, Yeah, because he graduated in 06. Wasn't Eric Brown a, tra- a JUCO? He no. He was. He led the nation in scoring at Morehead State, I think. But he was a sophomore transfer, I think. Then wasn't he? Was he? Okay. He was. Remember. I guess he. Yeah, because he was a junior on that first. I'm just looking at that first roster and seeing. Yeah, you're right. Ian Bender, Otis George were the only two freshmen on the team. Uh, Carlos Hurt, Larry O'Bannon were. Well, O'Bannon was a freshman on Patino's first team, but he was a, a crumb guy. Yeah, he was committed. Yeah, he kind of because there was a whole thing like. So I remember. I remember thinking, why are we taking? Larry O'Bannon's dude sucks. Well, I think that <laughs> I think Rick Pitino kind of tried to get Larry out. Oh, he what, wasn't the only one for the first two years. Is what Larry's well before he even came to Louisville. Like, oh, I, okay. I think Pitino was kind of trying to be like, eh, like no, like we're going to push him out of here and get somebody else in there. And, and no players ever had me meet eat crow more than Larry O'Bannon. I loved Larry. I the first two and a half years of Larry O'Bannon's career were frustrated me to the point where I was willing to plant drugs to get him off the team. Like, oh, I, I always loved him. I just he was so, but, but that second like end of his junior year and his whole senior year, I would have put Crow all over a salad and eaten it. And, and, and apology to Larry O'Bannon, and, and to this day I still apologize because that that was that alone was made up for all the frustration of the early part of the career. Texas was him developing. Texas says you know they give out a lot fewer D pluses than D minuses. It's not a grade they like to give out. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Tommy Boy quote. Great. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, the next texture has a question that I, I think is worth addressing. It's a good one. We'll get to that coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on fourteen fifty, the Big X. 
I didn't realize the song. Is this a drug song? Oh yeah, listen to the lyrics. I can't really understand any of them besides the I want something else. This is the part I love about this song. It's about being about nothing. And I drop another line like a coda with a verse. I'm talking about wanting a better life. A drug addict. Did not know that. That's, and you're not the only one because one of the favorite things, what I like this song. It's fine. I don't think it's a catchy song. It's, it's cool. Do you, like, I, do you like when they say do, do, do? That's the thing. Or when they say do, 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 be, do. Because they just put that in there and like people automatically like, eh, it's a kid's song. Here you go, listen. Okay, well, yeah. pictures you would take. Doing crystal meth. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, when I was on the radio, I, I heard that when I got older. But like when I was on the radio, like they they blurred I, that. I was like, dude, I took the bump again and I bumped again. I said, okay, yeah, well. <laughs> I get back there to the place I fell deep inside. But my, my favorite parts of the song is I would, I knew what it was about, and it was always kind of like you're, you're not the only one because it's got that dude, dude, dude. It's all cheery and yeah. sounding. And I remember watching a commercial, and it was one of those kids' bop commercials, and this song was on there. Oh, God. And I was like, wow. Talk about not doing your homework. There are a lot of songs. <laughs> like, basically, any song that has some reference to something white is about cocaine. Like, well, White Lines was pretty on the nose. Like, Snow, like, Kiss from a Rose. You know, like... It, I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Yeah, like, like those are easier to pick up that one i knew that line where he says crystal meth i didn't realize the entire yeah. song was about actually read the lyrics it is all about basically a i'm not gonna read the lyrics well it's about a woman basically hooked on crystal meth looking for a better life there you go okay so and i like the song so i guess it's the only third eye blood song i really like is there another good third eye blood song they did the i wish you would step back from that <sighs> ledge my friend <laughs> what is that what comes to your mind when you hear that song is am i the only one that thinks the yes man what, I don't know what that is. The Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I go right to when I hear that. Because he tries to save a guy on the ledge and he's by singing that song. Oh. The whole crowd like, sings along with him. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember that. You're Sorry. not missing much in the movie. Sorry. I, I'm not going to recommend you go see it. I'm not going others. to. I'm not going to. <laughs> Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. Reminder, uh, cards about to get underway at Jim Patterson Stadium in the Battle of the Bluegrass against Kentucky. 5 o'clock first pitch. ACC Network has the television coverage. Uh, Louisville looking to snap a three-game skid after being swept by Florida State over the weekend and looking to win their 10th game over Kentucky in their last 11 tries. Uh, had an eight-game winning streak snapped last year. Let's start another one this Ooh. year. Let's get it going. Feeling pretty good about it. Let's get this. Let's, we need more rivalry aside. This team just needs a good win in a big spot after what happened last weekend. And I think they have some pitchers that needs a, a jolt of confidence after what's been going on these last few weeks. Speaking of pitchers, uh, we'll have Kyle Walter on the mound here in about 15 minutes. For the 
The cards? For the cards, yes. You know, if you were teasing Louisville Bats, which we are off at 5.30 today to get ready for the Louisville Bats against the Iowa Cubs. The Iowa Cubs coming to Louisville for the yeah. very first time. Really? In uh, in franchise history. I think they made a, a move because we've, we've changed leagues recently. Ah, that's right, yeah. I spent one summer in Iowa uh, between my junior and senior year of college writing for a newspaper. I've heard and this story. And Iowa Cubs came up. You would have thought they were the Yankees. Like, people were just like, this is the thing to do. Like, Where, where in Iowa are they? Oh man, I think the Davenport. They Ames. had to have been Western. I would probably Ames because Ames was the closest big city to where I was, which was Carroll. Those are the two biggest cities, right? Ames and, and Davenport. Des Moines. Oh, Des Moines. Yeah, that's the capital, right? Yes, and I'm trying to look up. I think that they would have to be somewhere. They're in Des Moines. Okay. So I mean, I can't which think was of it. not that close. Couldn't name God, three people, other cities. These people are just. I mean, I got offered to be taken to an Iowa Cubs game at least thirty times. They're like, <laughs> "We'll have to get to. We'll have to go to an Iowa Cubs game." I'm like, "Okay." Like. I don't care that much. Like I've got a, There's a triple A team where I live. I can go when I go back home. Iowa, dude. I mean, you got to think. I mean, short of that, the only other two destinations they have are the Field of Dreams site, which I wanted to go to, but got snowed out during my trip to the Super Bowl, and the birthplace of Cameron or of, of Captain Kirk. There was a huge softball tournament right outside the apartment where I lived that summer. <laughs> People were like tailgating for it. I think you told me about. I that. did. That I mean, that's how I made friends. Stuff. Yeah. They, the couple that lived above me in this apartment complex, they were running their dad's old store. It's the only reason why they moved to the city. And they just like would give okay, me free Gatorade and free beer and free food. I was like, hell yeah, I need all this stuff. I've got like, nothing here. This is great. But yeah, shout out to Carroll, Iowa. Fantastic place to spend a summer if you're 21 years old. That's on the east side or west side of the state? West side. It's, it's out there. It's close to like, uh, it's it's northwest. It's okay. It's a track. It was like a 12-hour drive. I can't remember. I drove through, like I said, a large chunk of Iowa when I went to Minneapolis. But there are a lot of Vikings fans over yeah, there. I got hit with close. I mean, unfortunately, a bad snowstorm when I went through there, especially on the way back to the point where I had to stop. I couldn't even drive anymore. Like I, I couldn't. T- I, I was fearing almost for my life. Really? Well, I was in a Prius, and it's the middle of a snowstorm, and wow. trucks are like flying by me. I felt like a like a kid during the running of the bulls. <laughs> I, mean, I was like. <laughs> I can't remember where I was. I think I was at the Iowa-Illinois border. Like, I finally, I was like, next stop, I don't care how much the hotel is, what kind of hotel it is, I'm stopping, I'm getting a room. Yeah, I think I was near Iowa. The Iowa border is where I ended up stopping. See, I drove through Illinois. It, it was northwest, so it was kind of close to South Dakota and Minnesota. Okay. Is, yeah, it, it's up there. I may have driven by that way then. It was far. It was far. But fun. A good experience, looking back on it. Yeah. Uh, I told you, I'm, I was, uh, the Kelsey clan is... Uh, one of some of the first settlers of Iowa. Have you told me that before? That's what my grandfather used to tell me. Kelsey, Iowa. Yeah. There is should it, be one. Is there one? There should be. Should be. Uh, let's see. Texter says, I-, I like this question. Okay. Do you agree with this take? If Quentin Snyder is the starting point guard on that 2020 team, we are a championship contender. My two points being that that team was missing a true point guard and Quentin Snyder is a little underappreciated. <sighs> I mean, I love Quentin Snyder. Don't get me wrong. I have a bias because I've also I've known his dad for I've known Quentin since he was like six years old. Scott rules. Yeah, and uh, so I do have a bias, but I'm not going to say I don't agree with that because I think as much as I love Quentin, I think what he can bring to the table is a plus. I thought Christian Cunningham was a perfect fit for that team. Well, he wasn't on that team. Was he on the twenty? You're talking about the twenty twenty team, right? He was on twenty nineteen. Who's the twenty twenty? Twenty twenty was Fresh Kimball slash. I'm getting those team years mixed I know. up. Fresh, I am. Fresh Kimball slash freshman David Johnson. Oh, then that case, yes, I would take Cunningham or Snyder seven days a week and twice on Sunday over both those guys. Well, David had his moments. He just was, you know, hurt for the first part of the season, and then he had the 
you know, the, the coming of age game against Duke, and then couldn't really find consistency. I also think it was a it was a bad system for David Johnson. Well, yeah, David. Well, David had to. I mean, he had to play downhill in a pick and roll. I mean, yeah. that's when he was obviously yeah. he wasn't playing downhill in a pick and roll. He was an average player at best. And when when Malik got hurt, and who was by far, I mean, those two were on the court together. I thought it was a great combo with you. And when Malik got injured, which I mean happened all the time, obviously all the way up until this year. He, he really, I think, struggled because he was just a perfect match to running that pick and roll. Enoch couldn't do it as much as well. No, but we played differently when Enoch was out there, and a lot of times more effectively. Like he was, remember, he almost single-handedly won that game in Rupp against Kentucky because we just threw it down to him, and he was yeah. scored every possession. He was an under, underrated player. I mean, I, I think, think so too. Player. I was amazed he still didn't get in the NBA just because of being a stand-up shooter. But I think, I mean, to answer the, the question of the texter, it's hard. I mean. I'm not sure that that team wasn't a championship contender as is. I know that they weren't playing great down the stretch, but no. let's say that they let's say they win a couple games in the ACC tournament and make the ACC title game. They probably wind up being a three seed. It wouldn't have. I mean, th- that team had so much offensive firepower. I absolutely could have seen it just getting hot and with the right matchups, going on a run and being right there at the end. Like, w- would they have been like one of my picks? Would I have? Pick them to go to the Final Four? Probably not. Again, I think it would have depended a lot on... I wanted to see how they were, they were going to play that week because the lasting image of that team was just falling apart in the final minutes of that loss at Virginia on the, the last Saturday of the regular season. Yeah. And I think that stuck with a lot of people, myself included. Not but, to mention the blowout at Florida State early in the late, like near the end of that year. Too. Yeah, with teams that were overly physical, they just they couldn't play with. Well, I mean, we, we've learned since Florida State's just not <laughs> that Florida State team was awesome. Too. Yeah, I mean, and, and Chris Mack just didn't do well against Leonard Hamilton. Famously, I mean, yeah, no. I think it's been clear. The very so, I think they would be better with a guy with a solid presence like Quentin Snyder. But I'm not sure it would have. Would you take Cunningham or Snyder? Mm. On that team, mm-hmm. Cunningham. And I love Quentin, but Cunningham was more of the – he had shooters around him. And I think that his presence to set up guys would have been – he was better at setting up guys. Quentin was better at getting his own shot. Yeah. I think Cunningham with Warren and McMahon around him and then to a lesser degree Sutton and some of the other supporting and players. Not even. And I think Cunningham was also a really good defender. We could have used a much, much better defender at point guard. Fresh Kimball was okay. David Johnson was lost a lot of times that no, year. That, that, you're not wearing a freshman year, right? Especially, yeah, this was yeah. freshman David Johnson was I mean, the twenty twenty team. Was lost he was. He didn't I mean, he didn't and that's a lot of that was coaching. That should was, have come back, but you know. yeah. Uh Texas says U of L should have spent three million dollars on legal fees fighting the NCAA like Kansas. Apparently it helps. But we'll find out. I mean, people forget like, I I see keep seeing people bring up, especially today, because the NCAA announced punishments on like the Ohio State field hockey and lacrosse teams for <laughs> practicing 20 more minutes than they were supposed to or some bull like that. And uh, <laughs> Oh, no, not the field hockey and lacrosse team. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> no. But a lot of people are like, Kansas. Like, like, But nothing to see here with the 2022 national champions. I, I think there's some confusion. Like, the NCAA hasn't dealt with Kansas yet. Like, they're, they're still going to get some punishment. You would think. Now, if they get I mean, off scot-free, yeah, all these jokes apply. But like, I will be... I'll be stunned if they don't have to give back their 2018 Final Four. They played Silvio D'Souza, who we now know was like every school in the country was like paying money for, and Kansas won him. We know he was ineligible because they ruled him ineligible for the next season. They played him. All those games have to be vacated. 
So they're going to give back some games. Like Kentucky's, if Kentucky fans are all upset about not being the winningest program in college basketball right now, you're going to get to update that bio again pretty soon here, I think, because they're going to give up more games to, than, uh, you know, than, than they've got right now. Kansas is still going to get hit. I would be shocked if Bill Self doesn't get something specifically. The only way that they don't get a postseason ban of some sort is if the NCAA and the IRP do what they've been saying they're going to do, which is not punish people who had no part on this. But the difference between Kansas and Louisville and Arizona and NC State and LSU now, they still got their head coach. They still no, got the guy who not was LSU. Well, Will Wade's gone now. Yeah, now he is. Yeah, but they, you know, they, they did keep him. They yeah. kept him until the NCAA was like, dude, this guy. Not only it's worse than just what we have on tape, which was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, yes, the players that are there weren't there, but yeah, if the coach is there, he was there when this was going right. on, and he's the one responsible for it. So we'll see. What, I mean, I, I'm curious. I I'm. I've said this before. If the if we somehow get a worse punishment than Kansas, Ooh. that's gonna. I will be more upset about that than I was with the North Carolina deal, and I was very upset about the North Carolina. Would it be deal. bad of me to instigate a egging of the NCAA offices if we get a worse punishment than Kansas? No, but I also wouldn't talk about it on there. <laughs> All roads would lead right back to us. But we can make that happen. I'm just saying. You know, we could do something. We would have to do something. I'm not calling for violence. If you know? we get more than Kansas and LSU, we'll have to do something about that. I mean, there's got to be, yeah. I mean, <laughs> something semi lighthearted, but that sends a message. That sounds like eggs to me. Texas says. Um, I love when you have to pause to read. Make it. sure that this is not going to lead me down a road where uh, Mac family seeing that bank account dwindling in the in the era of epic inflation. Mac's agent funneling the payment to Matt Norlander to write this coaching cure all embarrassing like fabricated forty story on tyrant. Mac was a D minus at best at U of L. Guy's a terrible coach. See the Duke game collapse. Spare okay, me. Okay, I I, I got to know, Texter, if you're still listening. Are, are you, was this a serious thing or are you just joking? Because if you're joking, okay, I guess it's funny. Serious? You're really talking about Mac going broke, and you're and you're debating him a D minus opposed to a D plus. I had a buddy. So <laughs> I mean, it's, that's the it, way. It, it's funny that you bring this up. So we have we have in my like U of L friends text group. There's five of us, and one of my buddies was the story came out about the Macs are their house is on the market, right? They're four million dollar homes. Yeah, it's yeah, on the market. saw that. Yeah. I and actually toured the house on on uh, on the online. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's fun to do. Yeah, yeah. nice little walk there. So we were talking about: does this mean he's going back to Cincinnati, or does this mean he's just they're downsizing in Louisville because yeah. they? And one of my friends was like, "I mean, I feel bad for his daughters. Like, just imagine having to to downgrade your house because your everybody knows your dad wasn't very good at his job." And I was like, "They're gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be okay." I think so. And it, was, it was my best friend from Dallas, who's like a higher up at AT. Oh, I, I know. I'm yeah. like, you've been hanging out with the AT and T corporate elites way I never too much. Met this now. guy, I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I've heard enough about him. I know. Everybody <laughs> else was like, I mean, they, they, I'm not feeling sorry for the Mac family right now. If you have to downgrade from a four million dollar house to maybe like a two and a half million dollar oh, house, they're gonna, they, they went from having an in house maid to not. Like, oh they're, darn, they're, they're okay. They're, they're going to be doing just fine. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, my heart does not bleed texter says uh, i give mac a c minus and the guy you got doing the ad for the golf cards an f (laughs) (laughs) that's mitch craig it's our our voice guy well he goes on to i'm not gonna read the rest of it wow mitch craig scares this guy apparently (laughs) like mitch (laughs) i guess not okay well duly noted (laughs) 
Texas says Luke Hancock will forever balance out all the transfers that came here and forgot how to shoot. Well, that's a fair point. <laughs> Although it didn't look like it for a long time when he first got here. He was like one for his first 18. Oh, man. Is there anybody like that has like a complete 180 of like the fanfare than Luke no. Hancock? I mean, the all time. The guy was, I think, the guy was still being hated all the way up to the Wichita State game by some parts of the fan base, probably. I think it changed. It changed for good when he made the three against Syracuse in the regular season okay. finale. He hit that shot in the corner <laughs> to put us ahead. But yeah, it, uh, it also didn't help. He had the the Patino like hyperbole yes, treatment, where like yes, the, the season before we had all that talent, and he's like, you know, who the best player on this team is Luke Hancock. And we're like, oh, okay, okay. But you're, you're setting the bar. He was the captain, even though he was redshirting and all this stuff. Like he's a leader by example. And then he comes out and he can't, you know, hit water if he falls out of a boat. And you have the the vision of him hitting a game winner against George Mason before he got here, right? And help in the, the, in the tournament against Nova. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that just just piled on. Text that I always loved Larry O'Bannon. I did too. He always looked like he had a mortgage family loan in a briefcase somewhere. <laughs> but I loved him. He was the best. Hey, I I told you I did, I, I turned. Turn cheek on that one. I, I, I ate crow for it. I apologize if I ever met Larry in person, which I've met him. I, I didn't apologize to him for that. But if I do from now on, he's listening. He says, I want an apology. I will apologize. I was I, I, You proved me utterly wrong in more ways than one. You weren't the only one. Texas, Mike hates Iowa. This is one of my favorite of Mike's things. I don't hate Iowa. Yeah, how do you hate Iowa, man? I mean, I don't. I, I make fun of the basketball program a lot. Do you hate Field of Dreams? No, I love Iowa. Do you like Field of Dreams? I had a great time over there. It was wonderful. You're avoiding the question. No, I love Field of Dreams. Okay, I'm just checking. Because some people don't like Field of Dreams. I've said this before, though. Those are the people I don't hang out with. I hate that the dad, when he comes back to the field, throws like a little girl. Ray Campanella. Can't stand it. He, he's like, okay, I th- he's a catcher, and he's like, he catches the ball, and he's like, well, there, you can tell he can't catch. He attacks the ball. And why let he only played minor league? No. <laughs> he's an actor who never played baseball. I thought you were going to give me the, well, Ray Loyetta batted right-handed and Joe Jackson was left. No, no, no. I just don't like that. One of my tiny pet peeves is sports movies where the character is supposed to be very athletic, and it's it's impossible to ignore the fact that this is an actor who's never played sports in their life. Were you okay with the the cut, the editing to make it look them look better in, in terms of White Man Can't Jump with Wesley Snipes and... And uh, and Woody Hay, uh, Woody Harrelson. No, because Woody Harrelson's jump shot wasn't perfect looking, but it had a. It, it was funky, but you've seen guys who have funky. It had jump a Larry Bird can, look to it, yeah. Who can who can make it rain? Okay. I was fine with that, but right. no, the no person who's ever been good at baseball throws a baseball like his dad. But that's the point. He wasn't good at baseball. That he was, was why he, he played in the minor leagues. Yeah, but in like the the twenties or 30s. doesn't matter. He's a catcher. I don't think that guy can catch. He's never caught a ball. Drives me crazy. <laughs> Oh, uh, Scooter Dingus texted in. Happy, happy belated Dingus Day, Scoots. He says, uh, spot on with yes, man, TK. That's where my brain goes to. Thank you. You and Scoots. Just Maybe it's the producer thing that we always, the music and movie scenes, we go, our minds go to places. Texas, when Gangrel comes back, it needs to be Gangrel Day on KRC. Mike, you need to do the show wearing plastic vampire teeth. Well, this isn't KRC. You know. It's, <laughs> when Gangrel comes back, we'll have like an, we'll get you on the podcast. It'll be an emergency podcast. Yeah. It'll be it'll be wonderful. First emergency podcast with Radio Trevor, not 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 uh, podcast Trevor. Exactly. We're gonna take a break. We've talked over the top of the hour. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Portal Madness and Short how it's segment. gripped America today. It's gonna be our last segment coming up after the break too. We gotta get out of here at five thirty. Uh, reminder: first pitch just about to get underway at Jim Patterson Stadium. Cards and Cats flip on the ACC network. Keep us locked on your radio. We got thirty more minutes coming up here after the break. I want something else I'm not listening 
player Give me some brew and I might just chill But I'm the type that likes to light another joint like Cypress Hill I still do these spin loogies when I puff on it I got some bucks These songs have got increasingly less subtle as we've gone on during the show I should have gone like semi charm live in the Mr. Brown stone. Well, can we also say like the, you started the theme off by saying that you were going with because if you're just joining us, the theme was the most obvious thing at the beginning. It was songs about marijuana and tomorrow's 420. Ooh, yeah. And you said you wanted to go with slightly more subtle songs about marijuana. What? And also the, you the said last two. Not me, I did. The, the last two have been. Meth and heroin, yeah, and now this is the least subtle. <laughs> yeah. Did you just get like, like tired of looking for songs that were that made subtle references to pot? Actually, well, in general, just drugs. Yeah, I mean, because there's there's not many subtle pot Seems songs all over the place. Like, I mean, other than like maybe Rick James Mary Jane song, like, but that's something I would want to save more for tomorrow if I did. Uh, and that also kind of. Falls right there with Last Dance of Mary Jane, obviously. Which is the second song you played. Yeah, I saw it with that one instead. Um, I mean, I could have gone The Weeknd's Feel My Face, which is somewhat of a subtle drug song, I guess. Not about weed, though. No, it's not. Uh, and nor is Mr. Brownstone. and Or, or I mean, <laughs> Semi-Charm Life doesn't even, like, use, like, a euphemism. They just, like, there's, like, crystal meth. Said crystal meth. Yeah, right. I mean, at least Guns N' Roses is trying to, like, hide it slightly by using a, a slang term for heroin by calling it Mr. Brownstone. Uh, yes, yeah, so I couldn't think of it. And I even Googled them like subtle drug songs. That's a weird thing to Google. Hardest working man in radio, folks. <laughs> yeah. That's why he has the reputation. And, all, and like the number one is like Semi Charmed Life. And number two is like Mr. Brown's. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> okay. I had these already. So, well, there you go. Uh, I, I figured, you know what? We're ending the last segment. We're going full force into tomorrow's tenure. So we got five on it by. Who's does the five? I got five on it. Oh, my gosh. Um, Come on. I know. Um, They're one hit wonder. Uh, it, it's some, it ends with like Lee's. Oh my God. It's <laughs> Lee's. This is terrible. This is awful. You are somewhat right. I know. <laughs> I I'm, I'm, could not be more embarrassed right now. Loonies. Damn it. <laughs> That's terrible. I feel I feel a great shame I got at this five moment. On it. You, know, you can maybe not know what he's talking about. He could be talking about like a pay per view. Could be. Even, even the lyrics pretty much say everything. Welcome back in Mike Rutherford Show. If you're just joining us, we are out of here at 5.30 today to make way for the Louisville Bats who are hosting the Iowa Cubs. We've also got Cards Baseball underway at Jim Patterson Stadium. Battle of the Bluegrass, Cards versus Cats. ACC Network has the TV coverage. Uh, and also an update for tomorrow. The Bats play at, I think, 11.15, first pitch. 11.05, first pitch. So there's a slight chance that the show will be delayed coming on because we'll have the game right here on 1450, mm-hmm. the Big yeah. X, and there will be uh, the standard post-game show. You can't get enough Nick Curran these days. you got to hear Nick Curran. I enjoy Nick Curran listening to him. I game. love Nick Curran, yeah. and uh, he'll have a little post-game afterwards. So if, the, if it's a long game, there could be a chance that our show will be delayed. If it's a quick game, we'll be on normally from 3 to 6, but just you know, keep eyes on the Bats, as always. <laughs> We promise you, it's not to be the fact that it's four twenty. I'm Trevor's running late. As you've said before, like this, is... the stars almost aligned perfectly for us having the day off tomorrow too. But you've kind of said this, where I it's know, like you know, you know, all whenever you have like a stoner friend, and four twenty is like, I bet you're excited about I this, know. and you're like. I think the the comparison, the comparison you made was it's sort of like if you're a diehard Catholic and you see the casual showing up on Easter or Christmas Eve, yeah. like you know. You do this every day. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, I mean, like people are like, "I bet you're excited for." I honestly, I, I kid and make the jokes now, but yeah, really, I don't. Like, it doesn't. 
it does, I, yeah, I don't even like have it circled on my calendar or anything. It's just like it's another Wednesday kind just of another day. Just another day. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just another basic Wednesday. Ooh. Um, <laughs> a texter brought this question up because we were talking about John Calipari yesterday and, you know, the. I don't want to say Kenny Payne mimicking what was done there at the beginning, but just the, the the similarities in Louisville now becoming this unconventional program and, you know, hiring, you know, being involved with Rock Nation now, Jay-Z, like we're, we're going to be, we're making an effort to become the cool program yeah. that can attract the top talent in the country for unconventional reasons, which is, is fine. This is a new game. It's also different than it was 11 years ago. A texter brought this up. He said, is Calipari your most hated UK coach of any sport? And I was thinking about it, and hmm. I don't think so. Like, I maybe 10 years ago, like I really didn't like Cal when he was at Memphis. I really didn't. And I did not like him when he came to UK for obvious reasons. I've kind of softened a little bit on him. And like I don't think it's a coincidence that that has gone hand in hand with them not being nearly as successful as they were from like 2010 through 2015. But like, I like the way that he's handled certain things at UK. I like the way that he seems to not really like the crazy portion of his fan base. But I still, like, I'm not going to say I like John Calipari. But I don't, I don't know if he would be my most hated. Like I, it had to be basketball, right? Because there's really no football coach you could hate. Really. I don't like Stoops very much. Okay, maybe I'd say I really don't did. like Mark Stoops because I mean it's hard to like. Yeah. I never hated Hal Mummy. I never he hated Hal. How, could, Hal, how Mummy. could you hate Hal Mummy? How could you hate Rich Brooks? Yeah, I didn't really hate Rich Brooks. I didn't hate Guy Morris. Um, I mean, I laughed when Guy Morris left him for Baylor. Um, I mean, you couldn't really. I guess you could hate Bill Curry, but those were probably more hatred from that aspect came from UK fans than did Louisville fans. Yeah, it was hilarious. He's running the option with Tim Couch. I know. I, mean, I love Bill that Curry. guy. I love Bill Curry. But Bill Curry, the only man to win 10 games back-to-back years at Alabama and has still had burning crosses in his front yard and thrown out of town. Bring him back. Because he lost to Auburn four years in a row. Um, I mean, and you can't hate Tubby. I mean, there's no way you can hate Tubby. He's too Never nice. hated Tubby. Yeah. I mean, he, he sent me an autographed picture for a muffin basket, for God's sakes. So it really is like a boy. Honestly, and to me, I might, this might sound weird, but to me, as a Kentucky, most hated Kentucky coach, it's Patino. Patino, first go around. Yeah. I mean, when he left for Boston, I, I was dancing a jig. I was so excited. See, but I didn't, I never hated I, him personally. He just was really good. Well, but that's what was the most hatred of it. Like, he was, I, we, you constantly lost to him. And he was, destroying Lil on a regular basis and it's a time also so i think Cal. well yeah but there's also the age thing to me where it's sure, my perspective sure. i was you know in my you know early you know 9 10 11 12 14 whatever six up to 17 years old and sports means a little different i think and you're at that age and you see things differently like we're now if they were reversed probably would be cal if i was 17 18 years old but 30 in my 30s and well, I, I love to beat him, and I hate losing to him. I just, I can't, I don't hate him. I think I might hate Stoops more. I really do. That's weird. Really? He's made UK football relevant, and I don't like that. You say it for that reason? Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's they're kicking our ass. I mean, that's true. And the throw that like they they have done more with the L's down. They were doing L's down before like like L's down became a thing. I would think you would almost if there was a football coach you'd hate more. Be and it's hard to because I have had him with KRC on the show, and he is kind of a good guy, Vince Marrow. Because he kind of runs more the he does, but he he, he, pu- he pushes the narrative of of talking trash a little bit more than I think than Stoops does. Yeah, but Stoops also like he 
I think he's dirty on and off the field. Like he, like they, oh, he they, the they, they came here and they tried to start fights with their walk-on players a few times. Like they, all that stuff is by coordination. Who's the guy that threw the garbage can? Oh yeah, that guy, yeah. the garbage can fight. I, they always still make fun of Monkey that one. TJ would remember. I don't like Stoops. I, I think I might. Okay, hit. I get that. Cal is obviously more relevant. Well, yeah, but I think I dislike Stoops more. I love how we like. No one is going to name like the basketball women's basketball coach or the baseball coach, right? Matthew Mitchell, like, hey, crazy. I think a lot of he people. He dances. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of people hated him, but it was only his own teammates. His own players. For the sounded like. Well, they don't like the new one either. Yeah, but. yeah, she's not getting much yet comfort. By either. the way, Jeff Wall, speaking of women's basketball coach, threw out the first pitch at Jim Patterson Stadium. Nice. I have it on high authority that it was not a strike. Not great. Not not awful, but not a strike. Now, was it just called a ball because we have, like, a women's official one at the umpire position there? Nice. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Um, Straight down the middle. Ball one. You've also been called out for the last segment saying Ray Campanella multiple times instead of Ray Kinsella, who's the main character from Field of Dreams. Campanella was the actual p- catcher, wasn't he? And I believe that was Roy Campanella. <laughs> <laughs> played so, for the Dodgers, right? So once again, you're like, you somehow find a way to be, it's not half right. It's always like one third right. because You know where I'm going, though. Yeah, because you you said an actual person instead of the character, which is like half wrong right there, and then you messed up part of his own name by saying Ray instead of Roy. No, so, it's uh, uh, yeah, was what was the extra uh, Ray. Ray Kinsella is the Kinsella, character. Yeah, because that was the name from the the boat rocker, the Terrence Mann book. Correct. Yeah. Terrence Mann also played at Florida FSU. State. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. By the way, Hell, his name was Terrence Mann. Yeah. Hi, I'm Terrence Mann. I'm the Easter Bunny. I made the go. The, <laughs> I made the go the distance joke several times with very lukewarm results and it wasn't going to stop me every time i was like i was like terrence man going the distance for fsu tonight it's like seven likes i'm like i don't care <laughs> okay, i wouldn't care I don't that like joke it. is for those seven people and those seven people only and we should all be best friends and they love it yes that's all i want i mean i i tried to go through there's video of me doing it and people made fun of me on facebook because i did like i did a video diary of my trip to the super bowl and i do the video there's showing i'm showing the video of me trying to get to the uh, Field of Dreams on the way there through a snowstorm in a Prius. And TJ's just mocking me because I'm actually like videotaping doing this while driving with one hand, videotaping with the other. And like the snow, the snow is just coming down. If you've ever been to where this Field of Dream place is, which I couldn't make it all the way there because the road was closed and I had to turn around and drive back. Th- th- I mean, it's it's in the middle of like dirt roads, nowhere. And I can't, I kept saying, it's not an actual museum. People live there. But their number is like available on the website, so I'm like in between like videos. I'm trying to call them to see if it's okay if I stop by and look at this snow covered field. Because when am I going to get to Iowa again? I know. I'm. I do want to go. That is on a bucket list of things for me to do. I hate using the term bucket list sometimes, but sorry, I'm distracted. Yeah. Uh, I've got Mark Titus is texting me. Oh, hey, hey, what up, Mark? What it be? Homie? Come on the show, Titus. Uh, he's well. You know, you, you see the news today. You know, he played for Thad Mata at Ohio State. Did he? I did not know that. And did you? Good job. You know, Thad is the new head coach at Butler. Yes, I did. And that. today, Thad announced that he is he's hired two of Mark's best friends and former teammates, uh, Greg Oden and John Diebler, to be his assistant coaches. Greg Oden, Ohio State. Greg Oden. Yes, he's a chameleon. He's now an assistant coach. <laughs> Great, nice reference. Good, fantastic commercial. Yeah, uh, oh, very. I'm great. a chameleon. Uh, but so so Tyus, there's been a lot of jokes like is Tyus going to join the staff? And he, I'd forgotten. You know, the third assistant now is Mike Pegues. Yes. So Tyus is like, what are, your th- what, are your, what are your thoughts on Pegues? He's good, right? I'm all in on Butler now. I need to know exactly what I'm getting myself into. I like Mike Pegues a lot. I like the fact that Greg Oden's a coach. Was he, was he coaching anywhere before this? I think he was trying to get into coaching, but no. Greg Oden, man. 
talk about. I mean, you're talking about one of the, the great what ifs for sure. I mean, and, I mean, right there with Bernard King, Anthony Penny Hardaway. Do you think I mean, that we're kind how of good? Penny Hardaway before he destroyed his knee. I've seen this get tossed around a little bit. I know we have a short show, so Ralph we're, but I've seen people starting to say it feels like the Zion Williamson John Morant thing is kind of a Greg Oden Kevin Durant thing. Where Zion's just, we're never going to really see what he could have yeah, been, I mean, and Ja's going to be a superstar for years to come. I saw where I saw where somebody did one of the memes. They're like, "How can you call Zion a bust when he's played more games in his first three years than Joel Embiid?" And I'm like, and then they show like the list of games, and Zion's played less than eight, a full season in three years. Yeah, like combined. And I don't get me wrong, Embiid played 30 games in his first three years because he missed the first two seasons. Well, like the point is just wait and see. Yeah, I mean, and, and in the end, you know, Zion could be one of those. Kind of great what ifs. I mean, it's unfortunate. I hate. I would hate it. I mean, he was so fun to watch. Just such a rare. I mean, it's rare in this day and age to see somebody doing things that you haven't seen before, and to see somebody with that body type doing the things that he was doing at Duke was just as much. He he is more the Greg Oden what if. Like some of the other examples I use, like Ralph Sampson. You you got three years of Ralph Sampson and saw how dominant he could be at the NBA level before his knees were destroyed. You know, Bernard King, same thing. Uh, Penny Hardaway, another great example of one. I, I, what if I always thought of Bill Walton? Bill Walton with the foot injuries, exactly. What but you got glimpses with those guys. Yeah, you right? did. You got at least a few years, if not a year, with with some of them. You haven't even gotten that really with Zion. You never got that with Odin. I mean, when Odin was on the, you know, Sam Bowie can be argued as another one. You know, sure. I mean, it's it's unfortunate. It's a very long list. Grant Hill, uh, another one. You know, it's unfortunate. Texas says, Trevor's your everyday Alfred Einstein. <laughs> Texas says, Ray Campanella is the name of Danny Glover's character in the 80s movie Pure Luck. No, it wasn't. I wonder if it's just somebody trying to quiz TK. The Martin Short. Have you seen Pure Luck? No, of course I haven't. Oh, Pure go Luck. watch Pure Luck. What, I like it? It's, oh, yeah. Great slapstick comedy. He's, he's a private detective trying to find a very down-on-her-luck woman who always had bad luck happen to her, so he goes and gets Martin Short. Who everything always bad happens to Martin Short, it does, and they hope that that will lead him to her. Okay, like it's, it's it's very corny, but yet very funny. Texas, of course, you hate Stoops. He gets Father's Day presents from Satterfield. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the fact that he's kicking my team's ass right now. I hate that, but also love that that text. That's that was funny and creative. I give you that. I mean, when you like, there's no pushback from yeah. like, what do you? Oh no, you can't. The results are the results. We I, I've I've watched the last three games. They've been bad. I'm with you. Texas says, our very own Danny Manning is a huge what-if, first NBA player to play on two reconstructed knees. I love that we can say our very own Danny Manning, by the way. <laughs> it's just fun. Texas says, did anybody hate Joker Phillips, LOL? No. No. I met Joker, too, and Joker was it's, – it's weird. At the same time, we had Joker and Crab, two, Craig, two, two of the nicer guys and yet two of the worst coaches. I saw Joker – Drunk as hell at Drake's one time, just falling, hitting on anybody. Danny Glover's character is really a name that was Raymond Kappen. I did not remember that. Good call. Texas says, <laughs> both of you need to turn in your UofL fan cards for not choosing Cal and considering Patino as a possibility. I did not consider Patino. That was all TK. How is that not considered? If you're, I mean, what are you, under the age of 30? I mean, nobody liked Brick Patino when he was at Kentucky. No, there's no way you could have been a little fan. At that time, for sure. He, was, he made them so scary. I mean, they were dominating us. But I didn't dislike him as a person. Well, I mean, that's that. I thought that was where was the criteria of the of the debate. I thought it was much who you hated when they were there. Just hated, I mean, yeah, okay. when they were there, when they were there. I mean, I never, I don't hate, yeah, I don't hate him as a person. I guess maybe I did. Fourteen year Trevor probably did. Texas says any update on Drew Diener? Is he going to stay at the? Uh, I mean, yeah, probably. Hmm. I haven't heard anything, so don't ask me. 
I can give you an update on the Louisville game if you want. The most likely result is probably going to, to yeah. happen. I can, I can give you a little update if you like. Please. Bottom of the first. It's out of here, baby. The card's up one nothing on the solo home run of Cam Masterman. I was going to guess Cam Masterman. First yep. inning, boom. Love it. Over the center. I'm near center field wall. Where's Sean Mott? What, what's Sean Grass track wall. There you go, baby. Nailed it. Texas, Woody Harrelson's from Indiana. Of course, he can shoot a basketball. He is from Indiana. Even though his character in the movie was played at Louisiana, I believe. Did he? I think he wanted to say it was something like a Louisiana school, I think he claimed. Texas says, Iowa usually has nice talent, but the coach is a doofus. Yeah. Yeah. Fran McCaffrey. Buddy, my, uh, my, one of my friends played at Iowa State with Jeff Greer. Okay. Late 80s. The son of Howard Stacy, John Stacy. Texas says, uh, I Must Be High by Wilco is a good... Yeah, that's the song for the, 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 the title. Okay, for tomorrow maybe, but it, it, the, the title is "I Want to Get High." It, that's you can't be subtle about that. Texas Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I thought about that one. I did. I did. That Texas, was I considered that. Texas, the correct answer is actually shy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, songs about drugs. <laughs> and if I ever fall in love with drugs. <laughs> See, love, he means hooked. <laughs> and he's talking about friends. He's, I would be with you. He's talking about just weed. Here's a good question. And I know we, we're up against it. We only have so much we can discuss here. But does Max still have a job if Carly Jones had, would have come back for this past season? Texture says. Ooh. I, you know what? I'm going to say it's irrelevant. I think it matters whether or not the assistant coaches were coming back. Because that was the, the, the breaking point to me for this season. Mac didn't want to be here, I think, because of the anger of the assistant coach situation. I think Mac also – I mean, I, I haven't heard people really talk about this, but I can tell you for a fact, like, Mac didn't want to fire anybody. I don't think that's a secret. And, wait, okay. Okay, I think that's kind of. I feel like I haven't really heard it. Well, I mean, admittedly, I don't listen to every show everywhere. I don't either. But I just mean, I just think his actions that came before and after the firing kind of make it less kind of obvious that he did not want it to happen. I think. I mean, these were both these guys were friends. He'd been with, I mean, Gaudio, and he had go back, gone back way, way in the past, like before he'd ever become a head coach. Yeah. And then he and Luke Murray had kind of you know, sort of come up together. Yeah. And Murray was becoming his right-hand man at, at both Xavier and then at Louisville. And to let both of them go, I think it I think it changed things for him. He never – I mean, you also – we talked about this during the season. Mack had never really had any sort of significant controversy in his coaching career before these last two years at Louisville. Like Xavier, it was the – they were doing things the Xavier way, at least until the last – four years basically he missed one tournament at Xavier, missed one tournament yeah and at xavier it's this thing where it's a big family head coach has success hands the baton to the his top assistant yeah that guy has success hands the baton to his top assistant and it's this thing that has worked and worked and worked up until travis Steele kind of failing and he was fired on a win mac mac had the job there was never never going to be any pushback because again this was a time-tested system that they had going there and mac was the obvious heir apparent and he has he's the winningest coach in the history of xavier basketball for that decade takes them to a number one seed for the first time wins a big east championship like he's never really like nobody ever really wanted to he was never on the the, the hot seat no never not a xavier he gets the job here without really any competition for the gig. And there's no significant pushback. He's the obvious choice. He's got the family ties. Gets the job. 
very easily after they lose in the NCAA tournament, boom, has success right off the bat. The first dose of real controversy that he ever had to handle in his coaching career came when we didn't when COVID happened and we didn't make the NCAA tournament in 2021. That day, that moment changed everything. Then you have to fire the coaches. They those relationships are ruined forever. You have the extortion deal. You've got the fan base being upset. You've got the media calling him out. You've got all this. And he just didn't handle it well. Like You never know. A, a guy who's never had that situation happen to him before, you're not sure how they're going to respond. And we found out, unfortunately, on the fly, that Chris Mack just couldn't handle it. I think if Carly Jones comes back, Louisville is a better team, obviously. But it's a better thing for Mac, Mark, uh, Mike Pagese because that's who would be benefiting off it because I think the I think Mac would have yeah. still been gone. I just, yeah. Takes us real quick. Why is Louisville changing pitchers already? Bullpen game? Yeah, it's a staff game, it sounds like. It, you know, That's what usually a Tuesday game would be anyway. Sometimes. It? I mean, sometimes you'll have a starter who's. But it's only the second inning. You want to go four or five, but they're going to throw a different guy every inning, probably, at this point. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, you know, if, if it's a staff game and you've got a, a you know, four, five, six coming up in the order and it's like two or three lefties, you bring in a righty. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. All right, anyways, we got to get out of here early. We got Bats Baseball taking on the Iowa Cubs next. We will be on the air maybe at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Keep tabs on the Bats game. I'm sure I'll update you on Twitter. If the Bats game runs long, it may delay our show a little bit, but we'll see what happens. Regardless, we're going to be on at some point tomorrow. Go Cards. Go, go cards. Bats. Go. See you guys tomorrow. Go.